0: It was so it was so hilarious that you last week when we finished the show you're like well you know any time if you need any help next week if you can't do it you know you be sure to call or whatever you know right and so then I wrote you and you're like oh I don't know if I can do. It. <laughs> Hi everyone, and welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is David Dedrick, and sorry to say, Ian is away again, but happy to say we are joined this week by Jason Dedrick. There, is that better?
1: That's wonderful. I insisted upon (laughs) it. You did. It
0: was part of the contract I had to sign this week. (laughs) You put a lot of demands on me before you'd return to the show this week.
1: I'm on the uh, Sneaky Dragon bandwagon. (laughs) I'm on the Sneaky Wagon.
0: (laughs) You were on on our... uh, what do we, we call it? The injured reserve list? So when, I guess so.
1: I've never we, been on an injured reserve No, list. I think actually
0: injured reserve is when the person's injured and they're off they're not playing. So
1: I was the, the kind eye. of kid mm? that they would play shorthanded before they chose <laughs> Jason Dedrick.
0: Me too. <laughs> Me too. Later on I was much more sporty, but uh-huh. as a elementary school age kid. I was like a baby giraffe out there. <laughs> I I had no control over any, any one of my limbs. No one knew what was going to happen, including myself. And so, uh, yeah, it was, uh, my mom said one time, it was heartbreaking to her when I came home and uh, I asked, how come I was always chosen last for the teams? Because I did want to play. Like, mm. I enjoyed the playing. I just was no good at it. Right. You know, and so that, you know, so then you're sort of unwillingly f- forced off of the team <laughs> or off of whatever, whatever other kids are doing, you, you're not doing then.
1: I had a. Uh, the, I did not become sporty.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And th- thank you again for having me back. And hello, everybody, and uh, <laughs> sneaky listeners all around the globe. I was not uh, uh, popular in sports as a child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I had a friend mm-hmm. in elementary school who was. I had a lot of strange friends. Okay. I don't know if any of them listen to the podcast, and I. <laughs> I don't want. I'm not going to single anybody out except mm-hmm. for maybe this one. Okay. But they were a strange friends in that they were so not. Like me, like I look back at pictures and I say, "Why the hell was that kid at my birthday?" Yeah. And then why did I hang out with that? I never liked that kid. Yeah, and yet I realized that I that I went to school every day. I like I walked home every day with this kid, mm-hmm, kind of, mm-hmm. and I was like, "But I don't remember any of this." Anyway, so this is uh, elementary school, grade eight, yeah, not grade eight, eight years old, <laughs> grade two kind of a thing.
0: Well, yeah, went a long time to elementary school. <laughs>
1: There was a kid named uh, Rob Connolly. Okay. And he was a bad kid.
0: Calling him out. Oh, so he was like a, do you mean like a bad kid, like he was kind of a, a rebel?
1: Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Okay. He not was, like
0: he was mean to other kids, but just said he was a bit of an actor outer.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't think he was ever mean, but he would be the kid that would swear. Mm. One time he and I were standing in the parking lot at elementary school, Yeah. and some van guy had delivered something, and he was backing out, and I was standing there with Rob. And he, for some reason, gives this guy the finger. <laughs> right? Grade two. And I look at him and I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't even have the sense to run away. Yeah, yeah. I stand there. Well, the guy stops the van. Yeah. This guy gets out. I think he had like a beard. He was a biggie. He's a grown up. Yeah, yeah. He was. <laughs> he comes over and says, listen, kid. <laughs> he yells at him and Rob sort of stood there defiantly. And I just, I could feel myself just pale with eyes and like, what's going to happen, right? And of course, he didn't do it. He didn't hit him, but yeah, he yeah. swore at him or he did something. Like, yeah. What are you doing? And uh, anyway, as the years went by, we lost touch. Mm, mm. But he materialized again in grade eight or grade nine. Okay. And in the gym class. I see. We were being chosen for I don't know basketball. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that that works. That is a sport.
1: <laughs> and you know everybody's chosen, and I've story still, there. still checks out. And now the two team captains mm. are fighting over who has to take can, me. Can
0: I ask if one team was the shirts and one team was the skins?
1: Um, <laughs> no doubt okay. that's what was going to happen. <laughs> I remember going into the into the equipment room and going, yeah. look what I found jersey things we don't have to lord of the flies it anymore oh what you have a problem oh me 80 pound nothing taking, taking my shirt off and running around here in the gym like nightmare anyway they were fighting over like well you t- take him he said, no 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 he's yours you're supposed to take him no 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 you take him and Rob Connolly bless his heart said hey come on that's not fair you guys and sort of settled it that way. Huh. Years later, I was subpoenaed Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because Rob Connolly had been picked up in a car, mm. either drunk or some problem, and yeah. he had given my name uh, okay. as his name.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
1: Huh. What goes around? <laughs> does something.
0: Yeah. And did you uh did you think about it then? Did you report say, Hey, that's not me?
1: I had been at a friend's house. Yeah. And I came home, and it was late. Mm. Uh, Dad was traveling somewhere, and so my mom was already in bed, and the phone rings. And so I answer it. Hello? This is the local RCMP. Uh, Is Jason Dedrick there, please? So this is Jason Dedrick. You're Jason Dedrick? Yes, I'm Jason Dedrick. Jason Redford Dedrick? (laughs) I said, no, not (laughs) Jason Redford Dedrick. And they went, oh, okay. Well, thanks very much. And they hung up. Okay. Uh, And mom said, who is that? And I said, it was... uh, police? They asked for Jason Dedrick, and I said, I'm Jason Dedrick, and they said, you're Jason Dedrick, and I said, I'm Jason Dedrick, and they said, Jason Redford Dedrick, and I said, no, yeah. and then it was done. Jason
0: Newman Dedrick.
1: And she said, Jason Redford Dedrick? <laughs> and I said, yeah, and then the phone rang, Yeah. and I said, you answer it, and so she answered it, and I hear, hello? Yes, this is Jason Dedrick's residence, yes, Jason Dedrick lives here, No, not Jason Redford, Dedrick. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. (laughs) She hangs up. Yeah. So, yeah, he had given his name as Jason Redford Dedrick. (laughs) And so when they subpoenaed me, they were going to try to get him on an impersonation charge. Okay. uh, I guess as well. And then it was settled. And I never had to go to court to say, I'm Jason Dedrick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jacuzze. Well, that's good that you weren't put on the spot. That happened with me with my brother oh my brother used my identity because he knew my birth date you have to know the birth date Mm. in those days you weren't required to flash your driver's license so you could be driving happily around without a driver's license and if the police caught you then you would we're supposed to give your name and your birth date and they could look you up on their on their little car computer right but this is back in you know when things were more primitive so there's like a bird you know (laughs) i said it's a (laughs) living
1: it's a (laughs) living
0: and so my brother, you know, knew me and he knew my birth date. So he gave my name and my birth date. And so the police looked it up and he wrote the ticket out to me. And so a, little, a few months later, and this is when Mary was a, a, but a wee babe. We still lived in the townhouse here in Aldergrove, And so then I get this thing in the mail and I'm like, this was like a $175 ticket and I'm supposed to pay for this. And I'm like, I'm not paying for this because I knew who did it.
1: <laughs> right. There is not a question. There's not a mind. question in my mind. I, I know, I know who
0: did this. <laughs> So then I uh, I can't remember how I resolved it now, but I resolved it by not paying. I'm not sure if I thinked him out or I just phoned my mom and said, hey, I've got this ticket from, <laughs> you know, someone impersonating me who got pulled over. And of course my mom goes the old, <sighs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll take care of it at <laughs> we'll <take>, this end. <laughs> we'll take care of it. I don't
0: know what happened exactly. I don't know. She may have paid for it or whatever. Whatever thing that certainly helps a person to correct their their... The wrong course, they're on. Oh, other people are taking care of my problems for me. This is fine. I don't have to fix anything. It's all working out.
1: He was immediately drafted. Sent <laughs> right. to Baltimore. Into the American Army <laughs> Went to...
0: Yeah, that's that's funny. Yeah, like, um, and it's interesting when you say you had a friend who was like a, because I I was the same when I was a kid. I, I was like best friends with with uh, with with a kid in whose yard was. Um, kitty corner to mine basically our our fences touched corner to corner and we were such friends that when my dad built my fence he also built the fence for this these people because i guess i I can only repeat my dad's you know calling their i guess in essence this kid's dad was not very handy ah so my dad put in the fence there as well and he put like corner gates in so that we could like zip into each other's yards slightly through our backyard neighbors Uh, yard and and back and forth that's so we're very close to that point but at some point we kind of had a falling out and mostly because he started to play a lot with a girl next door and like they're playing they're playing dolls or something like that and i just was like i'm not going that's not for me right i'm okay with like going into his parents basement where his mom has all her clothes she ever owned and dressing up like a woman that's okay but I'm not playing both.
1: That's right. <laughs> it's with crazy. no girl next door. That's <laughs> crazy. With my gate buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was a little
0: adrift for a friend, and then uh, there was another kid in, in our neighborhood. And, and how I became familiar with this kid was that one day he chased this friend and I home, hitting us with a metal lunchbox. <laughs> Famously, a gentle Ben lunchbox. Uh, that he chased. Ironic. Uh, very ironic. Yeah. It was not. It was not a gentle strike. And yeah, and but he was one of those kids, like he chases all the way into his, like my friend's mom and dad, mom and dad's yard. And my mom was there with, with my aunt. I put that in quotation marks. Um, because you
1: were so close.
0: Yeah, we were so close that she was like an aunt to me. And so then, like a
1: cousin to me. (laughs) That's right.
0: And we came running. This kid was chasing us. We were running in there. We're just, you know, screaming with, with, you know, terror. (laughs) We're gonna get hit again with his lunchbox. And then he stops. And then my mom and, and my, my aunt were like yelling at him to get up here and you're in such trouble and he just looked at them and with the most like defiant look he just turned and just walked away as they were yelling at him and i was just like what the (laughs) and i must have at that moment thought there's my next friend because we became friends a little while later (laughs) wow and we were friends for a long time, and we were sort of drifting apart strangely because I started to hang around with this girl, <laughs> sort of my friend. They weren't sort of friendly anymore, and then this girl decided that I guess I was going to be her boyfriend, which I didn't realize at the time because I was an idiot. Right. But, um, yeah, so we were at that time we were sort of drifting away, but when we moved, that kind of drew us back together again because I moved out, I moved to, uh-oh, I moved to, well, that's weird, it got very quiet, sorry.
1: It was probably just me. Okay. <laughs> oh, I, think,
0: I think the rain stopped or something. Anyway. Um, yeah. Well, you lived in
1: Coquitlam, yeah. and now you're moving to Delta. I moved to
0: Delta, and of course, it's a hard transition, because we was in the middle of the school year. Like My first day at my new school was, was Halloween, so I went to school for the first time, and it's a Halloween party with a bunch of people I've never met. You no, know, it's a really great experience.
1: That's when you say, don't you recognize me? <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> Steve. I didn't even go in a costume. I was just too shy. <laughs> like, I don't want to show up either, like a pirate, in punching for people I don't know. So I just went to school and Mr. Wallflower. But, uh, but that kind of threw my friend and I closer together. So I, I would often go over there and for sleepovers and stuff like that. My dad never liked him. Never liked him. It was always like I struggled to get to get my friend to be allowed to come over for a sleepover. This is lunchbox friend. Lunchbox friend. Lunchbox yeah.
1: Donny. <laughs> also <laughs> a David. Also a David. Yeah. Wow. He
0: was. I was big Dave. He was shorter than me, and I was, so I was big Dave to his family. But yeah, it was a very strange.
1: And where is he today?
0: You know, I don't think good things happen for him. Do
1: you recognize this voice? <laughs> hey Dave. It's I got a lunchbox with your name on it. <laughs> it's weird.
0: Like we kind of drifted apart in high school, in junior high school, because. You know, he started like kind of doing what kids in high school do, like partying and drinking and stuff like that, which was not me. Like, I, I didn't do that. So I was kind of like, well, that's fine. You know, you just do your thing. Oh. And I, so I made different friends and went, went on a cooler path, the Dungeons and Dragons path, which is much cooler than going to <laughs> high school parties. <laughs> uh, but the good thing about doing that is like, I like my friend who was like my dad when he was 19. I, I wasn't. So, but at some point in, uh, his our, like our early 20s he contacted me again and we kind of were hanging out for a while and then then when lisa was and then we just dis- drifted apart again and then for some reason he recontacted me again uh and this would would have been when lisa was pregnant and just before she had her baby like he gave me this big sp- like speech about how, how great it was going to be that i was going to have a kid and he was going to like be there and he's going to support us and this and that and blah 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 and then he was gone <laughs> and i never saw i've never seen him again
1: wow Maybe your dad's friend did that exact same thing to him. That Adam, Adam <laughs> Dave Adams, Dave, Dave Adams. Adams, Yeah. Adam. yeah, yeah. <laughs> did Give me like a, a rah rah
0: speech. You? I'm going to be there, and whoop, he's gone. If
1: you need me for a podcast next mm. week, I am available. You uh, pick up the phone. Yeah, I will be there. Well, interesting.
0: It yeah. is, and I, and it's something I take it personally, but I take it like I kind of take it like, well, you don't like me. So there's no point in me pursuing a friendship if you're not <laughs> if you're not into this, like you know, like like I could I could call him and be like, hey, it's a voice from your past, remember me? You know, but if, if he's indifferent to that, like, what? Why? Why would I?
1: Maybe he's one of those guys that's like me, because I am an awful friend. Mm-hmm. I found out. Okay. I thought <laughs> I thought I was a pretty good friend. Yeah. This is several years ago. But before, you thought
0: this? Yes.
1: Before I realized <laughs> that I'm not a good friend. Okay. And how I'm not a good friend yes. is that I will not reach out to people. Okay. I assume that they are always there. Yeah. And so, good. I'm
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't need to be in constant contact. Yeah. And if they did reach out to me, I would often say,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of busy.
1: <laughs> yeah, or have some other, yeah. I don't know. It was just, it wasn't the right time or something. Mm, mm. And uh, so, I was, I'm actually a bad friend. Oh. But I'm a good friend yeah. in that I don't not like you. You'll know if I don't like you. <laughs> it's a, I do something different when I don't like Okay. You. okay. But if I just disappear, that <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean that I'm mad at you yeah, or yeah. anything like that. Sure, sure. I'm just ready to pick it back up. Yeah. You know, if somebody were to call me now, uh, well, <laughs> truthfully, I would say I don't <laughs> want to do anything. But if they were to call me yeah. and I did want to do something, mm. I would be talking to them exactly like yeah, we yeah. just finished talking. Sure. Sure. But I am not good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not a reach out friend.
1: And I used to be better. Mm. I think I got, I had, at some point, I, re- I remember being aware of this, that I felt like, yeah. and this could be up for debate, but I almost felt like a little bit of, of a leader of a little group. Okay. And my ideas were sort of what drove the thing. Yeah. And at some point, either I became aware that I didn't like the idea that I was the driver of that. <laughs> okay. Or yeah,
0: they didn't like it. <laughs>
1: yeah, or it might have been when I met older people. Okay, like when I met uh, Mike uh, Roberts and the theater people. Yeah, they were all older than me. Okay. so now I sort of had to. They they had the ideas, mm. and I was kind of happy to not be the idea.
0: Sure, again. sure.
1: And uh, I've embraced that to this very day. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: it was your idea to do the podcast, though, wasn't it?
1: Uh, yes, it was. Mm. Well, no, it wasn't. Oh. (laughs) Okay. It was Dave's idea.
0: Oh, okay.
1: That Fred and I should do a podcast. Oh, okay. And it was Mike who suggested, why aren't we doing podcasts? Yeah, yeah. And then it was me being kind of a prick. Oh. (laughs) Who actually went and bought a microphone. Okay. And tried to record something to see if it could be a podcast. Yeah. Um, And this is literally... I did this with the hopes that, that Mike would come on the podcast, or yeah. do the podcast, yeah. And he like died two weeks later. Oh no! Uh, but Dave and I had recorded a, a, a test sort of version. Sure, sure. I had recorded something myself. I had sent it to him and said, "Listen to this. Does this sound like anything?" Yeah. And then he and then we recorded, it and then we sent it to Fred. Yeah. And so I did it. Yeah. But truthfully, it was Dave's idea to do it with two other people <laughs>
0: okay yeah okay
1: the so, last idea i had was when we all went to see uh neil and neil Innes.
0: oh that was your idea <laughs> that was a good idea that was fun that was a good trip yeah i just bought tickets to go to go see elvis costello oh. because elvis costello and the imposters so his his almost the attractions this not with the original bass player um whatever his name was something thomas Pete Thomas is the drum player.
1: David Clayton Thomas is And David Clayton called. Thomas <laughs> is on a, sp-
0: on a spinning wheel. Until <laughs> he dies. <laughs> but, yeah, I can't remember that. Anyway, the bass player and Elvis Costello had a falling out a long time ago. I think they had a kind of a rocky relationship, even during the, 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 uh, the heady days of the attraction.
1: I read about this, actually. It was an article in the Georgia Strait. Okay. And it turned out that... Uh, David
0: Bruce Thomas was Elvis his name.
1: Elvis started to play with a girl next door, and this guy didn't like him playing with the girl next door. Oh. They had a falling out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, this sounds very familiar. Yeah, I know it's because uh, <laughs> maybe it's, I, maybe I wanted to play with a girl next
1: door. <laughs> Where is he playing? Speaking of playing with the girl, he's next
0: playing door. at the Queen Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. was so playing with him and the imposters, minus Bruce Thomas, who wrote a a uh, infamous romanaclaf about his about a band led by a Elvis Costello-like band leader who's not the nicest person in the world. It doesn't really come off great in this novel. And that's what kind of drove a wedge between the two of them. (laughs) And although they have reunited, they played uh, Brutal Youth. Do you know that album, Brutal Youth? That's Elvis Costello. Not by... It's a great album. Mm. It's a great album. Because Bruce Thomas is a great bass player. And really, that's like a great band. As much as... Elvis Costello will talk up his the imposters and be like, "We played together longer than the attractions ever played together." <laughs> yeah, but not at quite the same level, <laughs> right? Not quite the same level. It's the key bit.
1: It's the key bit. The
0: key bit is where where were you when you were at the attractions and where you? But anyway, so the impostors were playing, but with Nick Lowe, backed by uh, Lost Straightjackets.
1: Oh my goodness!
0: So to see Nick Lowe, you know, and Elvis Costello together in the same bill, you know, because Nick Lowe was like, Elvis Costello's producer for like the. All the great early albums, like you know, the first five albums or whatever, were all produced by Nick Lowe.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah, they were almost Elvis Costello. <laughs> there you
0: go. <laughs> there you go. Did you know Nick Mo- Nick loaded an EP called Bowie, missing the E, which was a riposte to Bowie's album Low without an E?
1: I did not know that. <laughs> yes. amazing. Because yeah,
0: <laughs> he just thought it was funny to that you know they would did an album called Low, so he, he would pretend that it was named after Nick Lowe, but Bowie left us the E, so he did like this EP, released it called Bowie, B-O-W-I. This is a great little in-joke. But anyway... Um,
1: it is. I'm nodding, folks.
0: <laughs> He's nodding with appreciation.
1: A, we should be sending out stage directions, so if I'm silent, you understand that I'm just nodding.
0: But yeah, so when um, Elvis Costello was signed to Stiff Records back in the day, which was his first label, and then of course signed, signed to Columbia and the States in a brilliant managerial coup by uh, Jake Rivera brilliant because he had a limit on how long the albums belonged to Columbia oh so at some point all those albums reverted to Elvis Costello's con- ownership so now he has control of all those original albums
1: oh how did he get that deal I wonder
0: yeah it's a crazy deal I mean maybe Columbia were like "Eh, he's just a flash in the pan so what the who cares that's right no one's gonna
1: take him seriously no with his ta- name <laughs> crazy he's whatever he wants
0: <laughs> the Irish Elvis <laughs> But uh, real
1: estate in Manhattan—he's never going to use it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So when he signed to to Stiff, you know Lou at that time was kind of the default producer for the label because he was the only person with that kind of experience, and also
1: performing already. He
0: was yes, because he was in a group. Well, he was performing. He was in a band in the late '60s called what were they called? Kippington Lodge. Yeah, Kippington Lodge was the (laughs) name of this original group. Oh, okay. And they were together for about two or two years or three years and kind of almost made it work you know became like um kind of came under the control of a excuse me, <clears throat> semi-famous producer songwriter named mark something i can't remember his last name but it doesn't matter uh but he who had like a big hit with uh excerpt from a teenage opera in like 67, and kind of was like dining out on that for a long time afterwards. And so he signed Kippington Lodge and wrote songs for them, and produced them, but they never quite broke it. They never quite made it. So then they stopped being Kippington Lodge and they kind of reformed themselves as a group called Brinsley Schwartz.
1: Oh, I've heard of them. Named
0: after their guitar player, oh, Brinsley okay. Schwartz, yeah.
1: Who they immediately fired. We can't have you
0: in the band, <laughs> you in the band anymore. <laughs> and so they played together as Brinsley Schwartz for about four, four or five years and never quite broke it. They were kind of like the British. The band you know so they, uh-huh. they actually like lived out in the country they recorded albums outside in their in their backyard of their of their oh. house like, they just set up the equipment and recorded there like two albums worth of stuff that they did like that
1: mostly bird noises
0: yes mostly bird noises <laughs> lawnmowers and planes flying over and things of like that but but also like by cheap trade track. yeah cheap. of course you know like that's the thing like when you hear a band extolling like how great it was to record live from the floor well that actually means is we weren't given much of a budget so this is what you get
1: <laughs> we weren't allowed to edit <laughs> we
0: were, yes, right. <laughs> all we allowed was one one take <laughs> n- no overdubs <laughs> and so um, we were lucky yes <laughs> and so then when brindley Schwartz kind of ran aground at some point in the mid-70s and they were kind of uh, part of the pub rock scene in in London as well. So people like Elvis Costello were huge fans of Brinsley Swartz and and you know or Declan McManus, as he was known then would be playing on the scene and stuff like that. And then when he got signed to Stiff, as Lowe had kind of fallen into working with Stiff because the same uh, the manager for Brinsley Swartz was a guy who formed Stiff Records, Dave Robinson. So then uh, yeah, so it just kind of fell in like that. And then Nick Lowe just brilliantly produced like. Like all those great early albums, you know the Angry Elvis albums, you know.
2: <laughs>
0: so yeah, it's great. Wow. So I'm really, and I've never I've only seen him live once, and that was uh, a show where he tour just with the, his backing. Uh, Pianist, the guy, the keyboardist from the attraction, Steve Naive, or Steve Neave, however, is his name.
1: <laughs> I like Steve Naive. Well,
0: that was what he called himself back in the punk rock days, but then he, the A mis- mysteriously transformed into an E again, back to his original name. Who's <laughs> also an interesting guy because he was a person who like went to. The london equivalent of juilliard or whatever like a you know in a, a performing school for classical musicians oh yes and then he ends up playing parping forfsa organ in the in the attractions you know he through the, the overqualified <laughs>
1: for yes right. <laughs>
0: but what's wonderful of course is that he's so good that he can like do all these great playing behind Elvis stella live so it was a good show you know and you felt like i didn't realize at that time that elvis was a habitué of vancouver because he made like a trooper album joke or maybe even a Chilliwack album joke uh, about, like, you know, some, some kind of, you know, old album in someone's collection, and it was like a reference to Chilliwack or Trooper or something. And I was like, I was like, wow, what is, does this guy, like, do, like, the Billy Bragg trick of, like, scanning the newspaper when he comes into town so he can make some, some references to things, you know? <laughs> right. What's the, before you go on stage, you're like, what's the local album that people would have in their collection that their parents would have in their collection that, you know, that the kids would know now? and and they go, oh, that'd uh, be Trooper, or that'd be Chilliwack, or whatever. Okay, got it, thanks. You know, act, I stage. can use that. Yeah, I can use that during the act.
1: I can't say Chilliwack, there's no way I'm going to remember the word <laughs> Chilliwack in 15 minutes, but Trooper I can do. <laughs> well,
0: that's what made it so, uh, you know, so, uh, so it's uh, such a deep cut. But of course, it might have been at that time that he was um, seeing Diana crawl. I mean, they're still together, but it might have been at that time that so he already was in Vancouver. Yes, you know,
1: stalking her. Stalking her. <laughs> stalking <distance laughs> <of the binoculars. laughs> her. Yeah. That sort doing of... there, Elvis? I'm doing there, Alvis? I'm watching the detectives. <laughs> I think I'm calling the detectives. I was going to make a watching the detectives,
0: joke. <laughs> I'm looking through the other end of the telescope. Um, no? No one likes that one? No, <laughs> I don't know.
1: anybody? All, anybody? All this <laughs>
0: Useless Beauty, it's a much later... It's the second Attractions <laughs> album they did when they reformed, and then they broke up again.
1: I believe the uh, They Might Be Giants are coming back to town, and this is the first time since you sold and out. I saw them. Sold so, out. Yeah, I didn't get tickets this time.
0: It sold out, that's why.
1: But I would have got them. Oh, okay. Before they sold out. I
0: didn't even know they were coming. I was I was looking through, um, Timber, the production local production company.
1: Mm, I only use Timber the <laughs> local uh, logging.
2: <laughs> log,
0: log sourcing <laughs> app.
1: <laughs>
0: Don't want cedar. Slide right. Don't want mahogany. Slide right. Ooh, this is a nice looking red oak. Left. <laughs> Timber <laughs> shouts when you do that. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I was looking through there, and then I saw they Might Be transferring to town, I was like, oh, and then it was sold out. Oh, darn it all. Yeah. Because I'd gone on to buy some tickets for Wise Blood, the, sing- the, singer, the singer-songwriter singer who was coming to town, and I was just like, no one's going to that show. I can buy tickets like a day before. I was went on like two weeks
1: before, and it was sold out, and I was like, how what i barely know who this person is that's like i barely want to see them i was going to see them on a whim <laughs> who the hell has taken my ticket yeah yeah who knows this band
0: that's what i was saying like when i went and saw white denim uh i just thought it'd be like a bunch of oldies like me there's like tons of young kids there and i just felt like doing like an exit poll when mm. i was leaving like mm-hmm. how do you know this band is writing you know pretending i was taking like something official <laughs> what do you hear about uh, white denim because i just don't know like i don't know if it's spotify it just kind of feeds people like do you like blues music played by Southern rockers with a slight Prague edge? Here you go. This will go into your Spotify feed.
1: Prague in the Czech Republic, or, uh, prog <laughs> or is Prague is a progressive rock. rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had like a f- Prague edge. Yeah, you like a, oh, you had a Czech Republic
0: <laughs> one. Yeah, it's more borscht, please. It might.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it borscht? I don't know. I don't know. They they pretend that's what they have do. there. Maybe we can edit this out. Yeah, yeah we'll do it somewhere else. Let's just. Sit. We need we need ten seconds of silence. <laughs> let's just wait. <laughs>
0: So that, that was too bad. But yeah, I did, I did uh, uh, find tickets for a band called Proto Martyr, who's coming to town, mm. who I'd never heard about until uh, they put an album out in 2020 that I loved. So I was very happy to buy tickets for I that. Mean,
1: where do you find your new music?
0: I usually read about it in Mojo or Uncut magazine. And off, Uncut always comes with a, with a, a CD of, of songs. It's like kind of their <laughs> best of the month. Best of the month that the record labels would let us use. Remember
1: when they had the sound sheets? What you know, the plastic flexi discs? Flexi discs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not they sound sheets or something? No, they're called flexi discs. Sound sheets—a great name. <laughs> it is pretty good because <laughs> they're like sheets, and you can play sound. I on just them. thought
0: you were you were lost for a word, so you just said sound sheets.
1: <laughs> and what were the books called? Book weekly book, book? Ma- magazine. That's right, magazine. Yeah, yeah you know. well, more monthly, but yeah. <laughs>
0: I guess weekly if you read The New Yorker. So now If they you have that CDs. kind of time in your life. Oh,
1: yeah, exactly. I don't a,
0: know. haven't in uh, a week. Who could do that? Yeah, and especially Monsters. like,
1: w- uh, was it Variety that actually came out daily? Or was Variety a weekly thing? Or was there two versions of Variety?
0: I think I think Variety. maybe You might be thinking of Vanity Fair as being something that came out less.
1: No, fun. I think it was. I think I'm thinking of Variety, but yeah. I'm not sure. No, no, Variety
0: is oh. the, the, the newspaper of the, uh, yeah.
1: The Hollywood newspaper. Yeah, yeah. And it was always uh, Hicks. Hicks. Hits, hits,
0: hits. Yeah, Hicks, spits, sticks. That's yeah, right. You're hits like tricks, like tricks. Hicks spits tricks. You're like, wow, well, just... that is... that's the only reason they put it on. the You're like, oh, this movie's not gonna sell because he can't put it together.
1: But I thought there was a daily one that came out in Hollywood, and then the people uh, could get the the weekly one to okay. keep up on. It. Okay, I, I don't know. Say next to the tricks and the sticks. <laughs> kind of headlines (laughs) but yeah there used to be big big magazines Uh, Rolling Stone was Rolling Stone weekly or was it monthly I think it was monthly okay because it was a, a, a tome yeah yeah
0: yeah, so I, you can see here. I list. I love my uh, British music magazine. Is that, that Mojo? Yeah, that's Mojo. There.
1: At what point did they just say, "You say, well, let's make it a centimeter shorter"?
0: <laughs> and It lasted for a year, and then they went back to the other size. It's a little annoying to obsessive compulsives like like David Edrick Could you please republish that entire year in the in the in the same size as all your other years?
1: That bugged me about the Popeye release from Fantagraphics. Mm. I don't think you have any of the Popeye. Not you? here.
0: No, I have them in my in my uh, inside inside they're oh. still in storage inside but yeah you got
1: all six of them i don't have all six of them oh, no. okay well one of them mm. uh the spine doesn't line up with all the other spines oh i
0: hate that yeah they did
1: something and i was like oh that's clever <laughs> and people still bitch on youtube about um uh, all of the simpsons dvd releases yeah yeah and then they did the the homer head or whatever yeah happened.
0: yeah 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 yeah
1: and then disaster people, <laughs> why would you do- <laughs> <laughs> why would you do that to us
0: <laughs> yeah i hate any kind of uh Supposed to be like, yeah, like a bunch of the same things and then they change it slightly. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, well, this like red, red, off red. Like, why? Why? Why did you change the red color?
1: And who who put those together?
0: Fantagraphics. Uh, that's Dupuis, yeah. That's a. Uh Depuis, yeah, since the French, the French. Isn't that what depuis means? I think uh, depuis that would be D E P U I S. Oh, what is this? That's D U P U I S.
1: Oh, yeah, the that's last a, name. But that means a horse <laughs> in French.
0: <laughs> does it? <laughs> Cheval. <laughs> yeah. Um, Oops. I can't remember what we were talking about.
1: We, uh, got topic. What we were talking about uh, where I said where you got your music. Stuff oh topic, yeah, so you yeah. Read Mojo and it comes with a with CD sampler.
0: Uncut and, and does. Yeah, Mojo tends to be more. They have these. They both come with CDs because the British magazines love a come on, <laughs> and so CDs are still like the thing they do. Cool. I do. I love. I love the CDs. I have so many of them that it's ridiculous now. Like, like. I my rec- my CD collection is like pushed out of its storage area because I have so many of these stupid music music ones. But the problem with like my uncut ones and and the Mojo ones, once again talking about uniformity, is they went from having the the jewel cases to then just coming in a cardboard slip case, which is fine yeah. if you did that at the beginning. But don't, <laughs> don't don't do that halfway through. You know we all know that it's not going to change horses midstream, and so
1: yeah. So now you're going to thrift stores buying CDs that you buying don't CDs like that just that to get the jewel <laughs> case. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> That's right. No, I... No. <laughs> you can keep the Randy Travis CD in here. I won't need
0: that. <laughs> I, I don't. But it's kind of annoying because you, you just have like this clot, this clot of like cardboard sleeves because they don't have anything, a printed spine or anything, so you have no way of like knowing what you're looking at.
1: I do not like them. I mean, we've uh, you guys have probably talked about it on the show before, and sometimes Jennifer and I talk about this, mm. and you'll find people, again, on YouTube railing against this. But back in the olden days, yes. when it came in an album, yeah. there was a big thrill about either looking at the insert in the album... Sure or opening up the album if it was a fold cover, or just reading the back of it. Mm -hmm. And looking at the other albums that were listed at the bottom, and you're just like, I don't even know what these are. They're all in black and white, and they're all so (laughs) tiny. I don't know what they are. And so then CDs came out, and blah, 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 blah. Well, first cassettes, but CDs we're going to talk about. Because now you had the neat little book that you may or may not read. But it kind of made up for it. They, They tried to... We've all acknowledged that they've now have five extra songs that are not as good as the twelve that (laughs) only should have been on there. But they can't release only twelve because then you see the mark on the CD and you go, "This isn't even full, right? It's all this value." (laughs) And so you got to. Well,
0: that's not so bad. Okay, what's worse is when bands felt compelled to fill. 80. You know, 80 minutes of CD <laughs> with whatever they had laying on the floor uh, after they finished recording. Yeah, all of it. Yeah. Everything yeah. goes. Like, almost, there's almost no good CDs by anyone in the 90s.
1: <laughs> because they're all maxed out. Because up. no one knew how
0: to stop. Shut up for a minute. Like, yeah. I don't care who they were. I'll just anyone, like Spike, it's unlistenable to me as a CD. <laughs> yeah. It's probably unlistenable because, I don't know, he's just kind of going through a phase where we wanted to sound like that for whatever reason, and I don't, okay...
1: But even if you you did like it, you didn't need 80 minutes. I didn't need 80 minutes. And then also
0: they didn't program them like they programmed an album. Like for whatever reason, whatever like evolutionary reason for the album, it somehow worked out perfectly as a way to like convey 40 minutes of something. Mm -hmm. In that it was broken up into two parts. And then it encouraged you to like program it in a way that made each side pleasing. And so you programmed it you put the songs in an order where they worked together to a, an end and then you started on the next side and it worked together to an end right but a cd didn't require that everyone suddenly thought and so they would front load them with all the, the <laughs> great the songs at the beginning <laughs> right. and then all the dirge like you know f- 15 right. minute yes. songs thus you know.
1: throwing the balance out completely oh, completely because yeah. it's okay
0: to have a george like song but you want that dirge like song, like near the end of the album, not the end of the album, nope. near the end of the album, yeah. and then you finish with a peppy song that makes you forget that you had to sit through that that boring song that the the person let all his feelings spill out, spill over the. the yes, cosmos. and if
1: you want to be really sneaky, try to sort of cross fade it in there so that you can't even separate them when you want to make a tape of it. You're just like oh. terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's just like uh, that's the problem with the CD. I, I don't mind the extra tracks because if it's at the end you can just turn it off mm-hmm. you're not required to listen there's no there's no you know like you're not getting paid for listening to the cd so <laughs> i am
1: i that's the deal i worked up <laughs> what? you had a commission <laughs> yeah when i first signed with columbia i that's said that's the problem
0: <laughs> that's what i said people at work i'm like you guys are getting hourly i stupidly bargained for commission it's not a sales job a i sales discovered job. after I've been working here for four years i'm not getting any paid i'm
1: getting four dollars an hour <sighs> plus commission plus commission, and uh they don't Believe even me. let the door open <laughs>
0: So yeah, no, it, and I kind of like, like, I, I love, like, what was great about the CD era when it was great was, I don't know if I love the box set necessarily, but I do love the, like getting, like, the, like getting, like rebuying Sweetheart of the Rodeo, let's say the Birds album, and it having the Graham, Graham, the Graham, the Graham, uh Graham
1: Parsons, Graham Parsons, oh, yes, thank you. <laughs>
0: I was saying Graham, Graham Parker, no, I'm still in British pub rock, uh, Graham Parsons, sung tracks that were left off the original album because of contractual bibbity bobbidi boo that happened when Ooh. they turned to these sweetheart or the sweetheart of the radio. uh because he was still signed to a different label with a different band the international submarine band and so then when he recorded with I the birds
1: know, or, <laughs> name? the names of bands are just great right? it's
0: a great name right <laughs> yeah. so especially when they're like a country rock band why are you called the international submarine but anyway um i keep bumping into my thingy Let's see if i can angle myself differently yeah. um they uh so yeah there was contractual problems so he wasn't on the album and so there's all these tracks that he sang on and so when they put out the the cd they just put those on the end that's nice that's a good thing yeah it's good that 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 cds came along that they were such a cash cow for record labels that they're just like fuck it whatever if you guys (laughs) want to spend a couple you know an extra ten thousand dollars re you know remastering these songs for for the cd that's fine because we're just going to make it back it doesn't matter and so that was great for musical nuts like, like you and you or me, mm-hmm. you know. And it was great when, like, like I think you're a pretty big Brian Wilson fan, right?
1: Uh, you told me to be uh, your honor, and so now, <laughs> yes, well, I follow it for religion. No, <laughs> yeah, that's not true. I, I you want were... the smile sessions, please. You know anything about them? Dave says they're good. <laughs> I want the box set. I want everything of it. Sure, I appreciate Brian. Okay. Yeah.
0: Because it was pretty cool, like, when... Speaking of box sets, but when they like put out the Pet Sounds box set, and, yeah. you, and you got to listen to like him working the songs up and stuff like that in the session. Oh, right,
2: you guys, you're gonna think <laughs> <laughs> it sound like that, but he was
0: much more. He was way more with it at that point. Yes, he was. Like you can really hear someone who's like got an idea in his head, and he's really working. He's really working to, to get it there. You know.
1: But then by the time we find him again... And yes, that's a different Homer story. Simpson ...and we all get a kick out of it. <laughs> Welcome to my website, kind of a thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, and you've seen him a couple of times, have I've, you not, Brian I've, Wilson? No, I've only seen him once. I know,
0: was, down, him a, a mm-hmm. I know you went down, you saw him play at a, a fair. Mm-hmm. I went down to the... What is it? The, he was
1: working the fair. The he Puyallup the, Fair <laughs> or something like that? You he, went down there? He went to the Puyallup Fair. Yeah? No, yeah. Is that what it was, really? It really was, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: It's crazy to think that he was playing at a fair, but then also I've heard like Dave Brubeck the famous jazz pianist, also talk about playing fairs.
1: Yeah, Frank Sinatra played the Puyallup a couple of years before he died. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I, I don't know if the Puyallup was just able to attract some yeah. bigger name people. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah, the fact that you say, hey, how about an outdoor stage? <laughs> Five in the afternoon. Yes, well, That's good for Brian. <laughs> the smell of corn dogs. Mm. The midway is right behind you. It's right to so get all
0: the, all the carnival noises. <laughs>
1: It's oh, just boy. so strange. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and of course, it's always so cheap as well. Like when yeah. we saw Brian Wilson at the Puyallup, yeah. there was reserve seating okay. that was $20. Okay. You know, and we were like, we're not, we're not doing that. We'll take- <laughs> we will yeah. drive three hours
0: to see this. <laughs> we'll take the one
1: other way. Side. $5 seating off to the side. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: I might be wrong on that. Okay. Because we had really good seats. Mm. Because again, um, Mike freaked out. Because Brian needed a teleprompter to perform. Yes, and he came. You know, first the the, the Chicklets was that his band that he had at the time, that or the, the Chicklets. The backup? The Wondermints. Yeah. Oh, it should have been the Chicklets and the Wondermints.
0: <laughs> well, the Chicklets should have been the backing singers, <laughs> the female backing singers, and then the Wondermints were the the group. Yeah.
1: So the Wondermints come out and they're yeah. great. Holy cow! What mm-hmm. a what a great. Sure. And then, you know, outshuffles uh, Brian Wilson. And so it seems like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, he's sort of got the, he. If he and Ozzy Osbourne had a race, it would be that shuffle <laughs> pajama race kind of a thing, you know? So he comes out and he sits there right in the middle and looks uh, angrily out at the, the massive people. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't say anything to anybody, just yeah. like. All right, come on, the sloop, John B. You know he just right into it. My grandfather and me.
0: Did he? Didn't he do the album as it was?
1: He might. Programmed? I, f- I forget
0: what he did okay. at that time. I think okay. when I saw I the QE, of a, wouldn't it be nice?
1: I think the QE he was doing pet sounds. No, in the QE
0: order. we saw a smile.
1: Oh, you're right. You're under arrest. So you're right. It might have yeah. been. Doesn't matter. The thing is that he the teleprompter is those new fancy ones mm. that are invisible, okay <laughs> to us <laughs> to us, yes, but not to them because yeah. that would be t-
0: <laughs> too fancy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's. Emperor's (laughs) new clothes fancy. What do you mean you can't see it? You're obviously not
0: good enough if you can't see my teleprompter I sell. Now hit it. Two, three, four. Only the best musicians in the world can read my teleprompter. Well, I can see it.
1: And so it was positioned in such a way that he stared right through it at Mike. (laughs) (laughs) you were like in the third row or something. And so
2: after. It was (laughs) slightly
0: slightly, uh, close sightedly. (laughs) Or farsightedly, whatever he is, trying to read his teleprompter, yeah. so he's squinting at Mike.
1: Yes, and Mike doesn't want to move or show any enjoyment <laughs> for fear that it'll be like you know when the guy's going to kick a field goal or something, and everybody waves those sticks behind the, yeah, yeah. the thing. You know, he's going to make a sudden move and yeah. he's going to lose his focus and look right through the teleprompter to Mike's eyes and say, "That guy, grab him! You ruined the whole. You're under arrest." <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so actually we did have pretty good seats, but it was still relatively inexpensive. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So I didn't see the I didn't see the Pet Sounds when... I think I kind of felt like, what's the point <laughs> of seeing like the duplicate group going around and just pretending that they're they're doing Pet Sounds? Which, with Smile, it didn't feel that way because Smile basically they replayed the entire album. You know, you know, like he didn't do like a Pet Sounds with the Wonderment and release that as a CD, but he did redo the never completed Smile project the and tapes
1: are destroyed tapes are destroyed, <laughs>
0: <They're not> destroyed. <laughs> yeah the tapes are destroyed I kept saying that i burned those tapes well everyone can hear them so i don't know they're either.
1: destroyed the tapes are destroyed you <laughs> always said it twice uh, anytime i ever saw me <laughs> about it the tapes are destroyed the tapes are destroyed the gallery is closed good night
0: there's obviously a lot of hurt in that uh, experience
1: yeah well uh, you know we've all uh, seen mike love <laughs>
0: yeah i remember someone <laughs> saying someone saying like mike love is you're, you often think you're like when you think about mike love your your reaction to mike love is and this guy does transcendental meditation <laughs> and then you think could you imagine what he'd be like if he didn't do transcendental meditation
1: yeah i don't know <laughs> like
0: a such a raging asshole
1: <laughs> he seems to be maybe he's not but even the, the few stories you hear where he is an asshole he's such an asshole in those stories yeah yeah you're just sort of like oh god what a creep <laughs> And then you have him come out with a little weird hat on, or something. Just <laughs> yes, like, oh, take yeah. that hat off. We'll you you're not helping your case at all.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're not fooling anyone. Like, what if I wear a big long beard? Then it looks like my hair just slid off my head onto my face. <laughs> Is
1: that better? Is Is that, does that
0: work? How about if I wear a hound's tooth check cap, like I'm a British driver, <laughs> if I wear the leather gloves?
1: I'd rather hear Andy Cap than you. <laughs> We're gonna wear, go by hat hat style. <laughs>
0: he, uh, yeah, he's he's a piece of work. But I mean. I like in, when it comes to smile, I am, I am sympathetic to Mike Love. Yes. Because I feel like he wasn't being unreasonable in his questions. And I don't think, and I think stories like Van Dyke Parks leaving the project because Mike Love dared to ask him what the <laughs> lyrics to Heroes and Villains meant or Source That Men or whatever. <laughs> I don't think that's true. And I think that's just, uh, you know, people like making a leg- legacy for themselves. And I don't think it's even a bad question to ask. Like, what does this like What does this mean? We're supposed to be singing it. So, what is it? What am I? What am I singing? Like, what am I supposed to be feeling when I'm singing this? When I'm singing, wouldn't it be nice? I know what these words mean. Mm-hmm. I didn't even rate them, but I'm still okay with them. I
1: can understand where this is because going. I
0: can understand yeah. the emotion behind it. But I don't understand what emotion I'm supposed to be singing starts up with. Like, what is it saying? You know.
1: And so it means you're under.
2: Arrest. <laughs> 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 so so <laughs> then.
0: <laughs> so then uh and and you know and i think like and other you know and other things about it, like so the beach boys weren't in la while brian was making pet sounds when brian recorded the backing tracks of pet sounds when he recorded the backing tracks as Smile, the beach boys weren't in la, LA. they were out touring the world you know with 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 uh you know people filling in with bruce whatever his name was filling in for uh brian for brian
1: yeah and they're still doing the yeah, yeah, good, good. Serve, Even serve, run and run
0: to a degree, but when they were touring in England, Pet Sounds was a huge smash. Like Pete, the Beach Boys beat the Beatles in the polls that year in, uh, in in England the year that Pet Sounds came out.
1: That's why they called them the Beat Boys. That's
0: right. <laughs> they beat them, and so like that was, um, you know, so. Th- and that was on the strength of Pet Sounds so they, they couldn't have hated that album because it made them big stars in, in Britain. They broke Britain for the, the Beach Boys. That's funny. Basically. It's like
1: the opposite to when the Beatles were coming to uh, America and they yeah. had to have a number one or whatever that story was. Yeah, right? yeah, say, yeah. Oh, and they'd open up for us. Say, well, what are we going to do? You're going to go back there. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to go back. <laughs> well, we already made it here. Yeah. Well, you got to break England. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Maybe Pet Sounds will do well, it.
0: You're, yeah, you're hoping that you'll you know, you're just hoping to have a bigger fan base, obviously. Yeah. So, so, you know, when they came back when during Smile, you know, they came back to a Brian that was like this drugged out mess who was in the middle of this big giant project that he was losing the strings over, all kind of falling, you know, you know, because he decided to make this in a in a frankly crazy way for the time. It would work now with digital recording, but in the time of like razors and tape <laughs> right. and you know editing on it with you know. With t- scotch tape and, you know, making it tape. In the middle of, of
1: it shitty little Van Dyke Parks.
2: <laughs> 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 you turned your back and I did what I wanted. <laughs>
0: uh, well, I mean, Van Dyke Parks was also <laughs> commercial, though. Like, really? They, with a name like Van Dyke Parks? He, he did the arrangements for Bare Necessities for the Jungle Book.
1: Did he? Yeah. Terry Gilliakson's? What? Isn't that who wrote it?
0: I thought that was those... The Sherman Brothers? Sherman Brothers. I don't know. No, what.
1: the Sherman Brothers didn't do Bare Necessities.
0: Okay, okay.
1: I know that because uh-huh. it's the sort of thing you'd want to say, hey, that was my favorite song. <laughs> and then they would say, oh, yeah, we did all the other ones. They're good.
0: They're, They're pretty good. good. Hey, was this in the nonsense <laughs> words? <laughs> boobity
1: Super yeah. califragilistic.
2: Oh. Can't think take, of a rhyme?
1: If, if you take the lyrics away, those are all the same <laughs> song, aren't they? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Threw
2: into <under> a red <laughs>
0: um so then uh so you know i can understand like their concern and things like they weren't wrong to be like michael i wasn't wrong to be concerned about brian's condition during the smile session stuff like that he's like falling apart he's obviously going into mental breakdown so he wasn't you know i mean yes he's an asshole but also at the same time like you know maybe a truth teller also maybe that makes you an asshole sometimes is someone who's willing to say hey Brian is really not well. <laughs> is not... He's not doing well. Ever. I was like, no, he's fine. He's great. He's doing this album. It's gonna be the best thing ever. Is it? Because what I've heard from it, really, wind chimes. Wind chimes. I mean, they're beautiful songs. And I I'd have love to hear them. it again. They're beautiful songs. And I do love them a lot. But I think does it hold together as an album? Like, would it? I've often thought of like trying to figure out like like doing an imaginary what if smile actually came out in 1966, when it was supposed to like beat the Beatles, or 67, I guess. In 67, beat the Beatles, came out before Sergeant Pepper.
1: Is that what it was supposed to come out before? Yeah, it was,
0: supposed to, it was supposed to come out before Sergeant Pepper. Oh, okay. Because was... it was famously, Paul McCartney visited Brian while Brian was recording Vegetables, which was a really late period addition to Smile. Oh. And was in the studio, and, and is famously said to have been crunching a carrot along with everyone else during the, the vegetable crunching part of the song. Right. And said to Brian, you better hurry up we're catching up like we bet you better hurry up and finish better this up. and oh, I'm I think, think that probably that probably killed yeah I'm a genius <laughs> this probably killed Brian right because Brian was like already like in a mess that's right
1: he's on the razor's edge here
0: well because then they could left the project because he got
2: <laughs>
0: well he got an offer to do a record <laughs> of it his own <laughs> no he got an offer to do a record for a reprise okay records he did song cycle for them so I mean what are you gonna do and you're writing lyrics for for the Beach Boys I mean that's a big deal but also someone says to you, hey we'll give you a bunch of money you can make your own album and we'll give you a lot of money so you can make like a real mess of an album that no one's gonna buy uh, so go on <laughs> the worst you know the worst P- PR campaign in the world for it too so
2: <laughs>
0: so yeah so Brian's already like losing the thread of this of this thing you know so many threads of it you know because it was it was all done in like little bits and pieces. You know, we would just bring in session musicians and be like, Okay, I want you guys to just go dee 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 you know, okay, you go dee dee, and then you go bump bom bump bomb dee dee and then you just record that. Right. I mean, oh, that's that for today. <laughs> just mark that as do you like worms part eight? <laughs>
1: and that'll be good. And that'll be fine. I know, yeah, I know what it means.
0: I know exactly where this is gonna go. And then when the time came, you know, and so then he's like doing and he would like make little uh you know like um test press like little test you know acetates and so you'd have to cut together the song out of all the bits and pieces you know and so we do all this work and he cut all these he'd do all these cuts and edit all this thing together and then make it acetate and then a few days later be like oh this needs more so now that edit is out the window because it's no good you can't just edit more stuff into it it's gone
1: it's done it's yeah. like
0: on pet sounds when there's that one song and it has the sound of the bicycle bell in it because the original song was supposed to be about childhood. And so Brian added the bicycle, uh, the, the bicycle uh, bell to yeah. it, and then the lyrics changed. But it's too late. It's in, it's embedded in the track. The bicycle <laughs> bell is a permanent part of the song now. You can't just go in and remove that one bit. You have to re-record the entire song or recut it. And so, pff, nope, no, we're just gonna we're keeping the bell keeping the bell bell stand
1: put it in the title,
0: Put <laughs> bell in brackets. The That's funny. In my head,
1: I had changed the story that Paul was there for um, for Pet Sounds and not for the Smiles. Oh yeah, no, no, Oh okay.
0: Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, Pet Sounds would really turn Paul onto the Beach Boys. I think. I mean, I think a lot of people like them quite a bit, but not like Keith Moon. Like Keith Moon was like a huge Beach Boys fan. Like when he joined the the Who, but I think Pet Sounds, like for for Paul McCartney, was like a major like ch- like changing moment of like, oh my God, what you can do with songs, right you know like this is amazing like what you know and so like here there and everywhere comes out of that and for no one come out of his pet sound listening yeah and but i, I just you know i just kind of wondered like would it have would it have flopped would it like if smile had come out in 67 would it have flopped would it have been like a sea change would it have like been like the, an early harbinger of the end of psychedelia and like the the embrace of like roots music because it really did have like a real rootsy element to it with all the kind of Americana elements of it with, right. you know, Plymouth Rock and all that stuff <laughs> and Bicycle Rider and the sort of Western western theme elements and stuff they were doing in the songs. Yes,
1: there's lots of Western theme elements. Mm-hmm. As I say, I haven't listened to it since you told me to all couple years ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm really not this, really, I don't feel like I'm this influential, but okay.
1: And so, because I asked for it for Christmas that year but okay. after talking to you, oh. I said, Dave says there's this neat box set coming out. Oh, okay. of the smile session yeah yeah I was told that the tapes were destroyed the tapes are <laughs> destroyed I heard <laughs> but and so I got it and I played it all and uh, of course on uh, <laughs> that's a great example that you have of that because now that they've included some of those takes on these uh, beach uh, beach boys box sets yeah it's like an eight minute.
2: Take off, yeah, yeah. just like <laughs> bum, 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 <laughs> wow, bum, bum. or this or he dumb. got into really got into <laughs> chanting,
0: so there's all these songs you know where like like it's like six minutes of you know on and on she goes doo do doo doo on and on it's just like six minutes of just yeah. four people singing around a microphone chanting it's funny
1: you know. it kind of falls <laughs> apart yeah you got that yeah it's alright <laughs> <laughs> click 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 he's like holy cow it was, and there was eight more of those you know? it's <laughs> like <right>. holy hey <laughs> yeah,
0: really but that's the thing that's the, that's the thing about Mike Love like people say oh he was you know he was complaining and he wouldn't but that guy was like there for all the all the sessions mm-hmm. He's singing all this nonsense. Yeah, he
1: showed up. He did He's it. He's
0: doing all he that... Blah, 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 <laughs> you know, these, like, sound effect bits and stuff like that that made no sense to them at that point. Like yeah, it, I'll
1: give it a whirl. It
0: fits in the song <laughs> later on. Like, you can hear, oh, that's where that fit well, like, when you listen to the music. But when they're doing the sessions, like... And, of course, I'm a lunatic. Like, I have more than... Yeah, that smile box set's great. But I already own, like, acres of, like... Well, acres isn't really a measurement of length. But I already, I already own, like, <laughs> to-the-sun <laughs> <laughs> length audio tape of smile outtakes on, on through various other oh, bootlegs like, and stuff boot like that and stuff oh and so these, many right and i have ones that are just like pure just only vocal outtakes right just the vocal outtakes where they're just like they're just crazy because <laughs> they don't know what they're doing they're just going like stuff like you know, just things like from the song where they're doing like train whistle impersonations where they're, like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And they're all game <laughs> even mike love is there
1: doing He's it even isn't there? There. yep you're right so You've convinced me, Mike. i probably the genius <laughs> of like the a beast away. Like a away. You're not under arrest anymore. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, it's uh, it is it's it's impossible to know now, right? Like
2: what?
1: Yeah, like, how it would be received? How would be yeah. received? Would and it be loved or would it not be loved? I don't know. It's, it's really interesting to to, to to think about it because because it is in my memory of hearing it. It's not Sgt. Pepper. Sergeant Pepper, yeah, is is quite enjoyable to listen to all the way through. Yeah, it's not my favorite Beatles album. No, and, no,
0: and in some ways, I, f- I it's a problematic. It's kind of a miss. It's misused word now, but it's it's for me. It's like uh, sometimes it's hard to listen to because it's just so there's so much icing on the cake.
1: Mm, yeah, no, it is. It's it's a like, very sweet dessert. Times but it, like
0: uh, there's a version of Good Morning, Good Morning on uh, Anthology where they've taken taken away like a lot of the bat the backing. Uh, instrumentation, it's, to me, it's way better. Mm. Like the song with all the extra elements, almost is—it's uh, just too, much. <laughs> it's so it's too like, much. It's just too much stuff going on. Like,
1: it's like they were listening to the Beach Boys. They were <laughs> that's like, right. hey, we got to add some more. <laughs> so There's not enough vegetables in this song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that also has sound effects and stuff in it, too. But it is,
1: uh, yeah, like like I've always said, that Revolver is my favorite Beatles album. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying that Sgt. Pepper is a great... It's still enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, enjoyable all the way through. Whereas I don't know if... uh, Smile, I don't know if it's it's as enjoyable as, say, Pet Sounds is enjoyable. Mm. And that's because I haven't heard it for so long. Yeah, yeah. And I'm always afraid that I'm going to be arrested. (laughs) 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 Fell in love long ago with a Mexican girl. Yeah, right.
0: that's right um yeah, you, I, you keep quoting from the cantina sequence which was cut out of the original version
1: oh was it yeah oh yeah. okay
0: so that's the longer version of it because it's weird like that song was that's another example like that song was cut and recorded at western recorders and Sunset sound and all the places he loved to do it and was all mastered and ready to go and ready to be a single and then they re- they, they the uh brian like withdrew and so they they moved a studio into his house which i'm sure he was just so pleased with <laughs> he's like i'm done i'm over this guys and they're like no we're just going to move the studio to you then <laughs> you can work there this uh, will be perfect uh, right it won't cause any problem and so they re-recorded the
1: song well they were in his
0: drained pool they stood they were in the drained pool using it as a as a reef like as an echo chamber i wanted to
2: swim <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Sorry>. <laughs> and they re- re-recorded like all the all the smile least all the smile songs that they wanted to use like wind chimes is on smiley smile and heroes and villains is on smiley smile and wonderful i think is on smiley smile as, as well it might be and so all those songs were re-recorded like just with the beach boys playing them in at brian's bel-air estate using the pool as like uh as as a
1: echo chamber yeah as like a as like
0: you know the ambiance of it much oh. like the rain falling on the roof of our
1: oh right adding
0: a bit of ambiance to the show falls
1: upon my pane. I think sunny days again. We can't. We can't afford that. <laughs> I
0: don't know. It was. We already singing. You already quoted heroes and villains. I think we're already in. Hawk.
1: Render a wrist. That's what I just <laughs> remember so much of.
0: <laughs> well, that's because it's it's Dennis who says that though.
1: Yes, but I think it's him that says it in the new versions.
0: Oh, when Brian Wilson. Says yes, it? Yeah, I okay. think so. Okay.
1: Yeah. Because it sounds like Homer Simpson saying. <laughs> <laughs> you're wrong. Render
0: a wrist. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's kind of what Dennis sounded like.
1: Oh, I guess that's true. Yeah. You ever seen that uh, clip that made its way around YouTube of uh, of the Beach Boys doing uh, "I Get Around," but they've they've, they've taken the sound out, okay, and then they put the sound back in, and it's just uh, like you and me and Ian and another guy, yeah, s- singing and, and clapping and playing guitar that isn't plugged in, playing electric guitar that's not plugged in. Oh, it's no. uh, It's called uh, shred it. It's, it's like like if you put in shred. I Get Around. Okay. You will find this clip. Okay. And I love it.
0: <laughs> Is it actually the Beach Boys?
1: It's a, a, an old clip from some TV appearance. Oh, I them. see. Okay. And oh, and so
0: they're faking things. the song.
1: Yeah, well, they probably were faking yeah. like at the time. And so they've just recorded,
0: the, they recorded their, their bad...
1: So they've got that now they've just got like you and me going they uh, don't even announce it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They gotta find a new place where the kids are hip and then just chink, 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 chink <laughs> on un- like like
0: <electricized. laughs> Oh my god. Oh that sounds awful. you to have to find the class. That's one of my that's you know, that was the answer to the Beatles coming to America. That song? Yeah, that was an, get around? Yeah. That was their that was a response to Beatlemania it mm. was a number one hit
1: well it was a good response
0: it's a great it's a great Call song. A response it's a great song <laughs> yeah i mean as much as i love as much as i love like i mean i love all phases of the beach boys but i have a lot of fondness for the early stuff to be honest with you sort of late early stuff like i'm not i, I could do without surfing like i could live my whole life without hearing surfing again <laughs> surfing is the only thing the only thing are me oh Surf. You know that's all the stuff. This is stuff.
1: But well, then later they got into like more political kind of stuff, but they still sounded like the Beach Boys to me. And so it was always like riot, that's, riot, riot that's on also, the
2: campus.
0: That's also horrible. Ryan, Ryan. That's really those are where you. That's where the CDs were great because you could program. <laughs> yes. program around. No. <laughs> need, just want to hear till I die. That's all I want. Nope. Till I die. the life of a tree. Those are the songs you want. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah they really. It's amazing. Like. So Brian's out of the picture Then they do Friends, which Brian, you know, is a little part of, but it's basically Carl running the show at this point. Like he's the one pushing the band forward. Mm. And so Brian has a slight presence, but he's not really into this anymore. He's like, I'll occasionally wander down in my bathrobe and, you know, do a fun song like, you know, uh, Busy Doing Nothing or something. And then, because like Friends is like a real album. 2020 is just like a bunch of offcuts thrown together. And that's the end of their that's the end of their time on Capital. Then what year is that? 69, I guess. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And then they moved to Warner mm-hmm. to Reprise basically. And then they did Sunflower, which was originally I think supposed to be called Landlocked, but was turned into Reprise and then Reprise were like, "No. <laughs> no. You can do better." Wow. So then they re- they they changed it a bit. We're the bloody Beach
1: Boys, we <laughs> are. <laughs> what, what are you ridden for? Oh, get out of here, Spike. Uh,
0: and then, uh, and which is a great, but uh, that's a great album. Like uh, Another
1: one with Johnny Carson on it?
0: No, that's uh, Beach Boys Love You. That's 77, oh, okay. I think. That's way later. Um, you used
1: to extol the virtues of that.
0: That's a great album, but it's just great
1: because it's so kooky. <laughs> okay. You know? I never bought it. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> That's fine. Because, yeah. Well, so one d- time I went against you. <laughs> My recommendations.
0: Well, I hope I didn't recommend that. Because the first one, I one of the very first Beach Boys albums I ever bought, like before I bought Pet Sounds, before I bought anything, was Holland, which has got like Sailor on Sailor on it, which is like a well-known song. Yeah, right. But it's not the best song in there, I don't think. The best song in there is, I kind not think like it's called Steam, Steam, no, Steamboat or something. Anyway, it's a Dennis Wilson song mm. on it. This is great. Because like, when, so when Brian quit being like the main person in the group the guy who was actually making the best songs was dennis wilson which is so weird because he's just like this like adhd drummer guy (laughs) who was like you know had drinking problems drug problems girlfriend problems charles manson problems
1: you know everybody's got
0: a charles manson problem problem. (laughs) so he just had all these issues in his life you know like you know he did he he was the only singer on one of their tours because he'd punched a glass door and broken the door and, and cut his cut his arm so he couldn't play drums
2: oh god so he's just
0: like st- <laughs> just singing on stage the whole tour just stuff like that you know like just like a problem but he's like this, a great songwriter wow all that you know and you just wouldn't think like how did a guy who like because you know when i think of musicians to me they're like people who didn't want to leave the basement you know that's what makes them great musicians like you're a great musician because you don't want to go out you want to like sit in your room and strum a guitar mm-hmm. or, or play the piano or whatever like you don't want to go outside and deal with humanity but dennis wilson's the exact opposite of that you know like he was like he was the only guy who surfed in the band yes I you know he was like that. he was a womanizer he was like a fat he'd like to drive fast in cars he was just like like was just like the he was the brother who like told his dad to fuck off you know he was the guy who you know he was the rebel he was
1: loved bushy bushy blind hairdo <laughs> he,
0: he literally loved <laughs> uh, Michael too michael <laughs> michael you know had a Wife, when he was like 18, because he got a woman pregnant.
1: Oh, wow. He's working
0: as like a gas station attendant with a wife and a child before the Beach Boys started. So, that's there's a guy. Who, why is he an asshole? Why does he want a group that keeps making money? I don't know. Maybe because at one point he was looking down the edge of a gun and <laughs> having a kid and a wife and working <laughs> as, as a gas station attendant
1: come on guys we gotta keep these songs coming <laughs> no, we that's can't that's do anything it. too weird come on I'll, I'll sing I'll make the sirens but we gotta have a hit we need a hit we, we gotta get a number one here we
0: gotta we have to, come on we did good vibrations guys <laughs> and I wrote the lyrics for that song running out of flat he hats re- wrote, he rewrote the lyrics for that song right, guys, because yeah because
1: he didn't like the original ones and he was right. Yes, he is right. If he, you listen he, to the original he, he lyrics, the original lyrics, lyrics like his, like his, was his was are
0: better. <laughs> his <laughs> are better.
1: They are. They are better.
0: Like so, sorry, Michael, I've haters. But I, I'm, I'm, I, I understand your feelings, and I'm kind of with you there.
1: But yes. well, there's always give, two sides to every story. Give, you got to give credit where credit is due. And, <laughs> and there's no an an syllable in story as well. What story? I tried to say "story," but I did not. I threw story. Okay, nice.
0: Nice yeah no it's uh, that's funny I always thought you were like a Beach Boys head so that you were like you knew all like the smile history and all the stuff that I, like I spent oh. my time obsessing over I would read um, like record collector like Goldmine Goldmine remember those uh, speaking of like a newspaper that came out I had Goldmine I, Goldmine yeah it would just be like full like a full page ad of some guy <laughs> selling a bunch of albums you know with VG plus beside it you know, and, which is how I got like all my Michael Hurley and Holy Motor Rounder records was through Goldmine because I think only I only ever found one up here and like, you know, sitting in a store for sale. Right. And it like had to be a it weird
1: store anyway, right? Yeah, it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was Cellophane
0: Square down in uh, Bellingham.
1: Oh, good old Cellophane Square.
0: Which apparently is gone now, entirely gone. Even everyday mu- music is gone now. Is
1: that the one that was Kitty Quarter to it?
0: No, the, that is it. It's gone. I was talking to someone from Bellingham the other day and. They're telling me this. I know, that's what I thought. Because I haven't been down to Bellingham in a couple years now. I so. went
1: down there particularly a couple of years ago because I wanted to get the Bob's Burgers um, box set. Oh, okay. And so I went to Cellophane Square. Mm. And I sort of snooped around, and they had the 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 the, the, the regular version of it. Yeah. They didn't have the deluxe one that mm-hmm. I wanted. And he okay. said, "No, he'll want to go across there." Yeah. I pointed kitty corner across oh, where, where that whole. Where screen. Avalon
0: used to be, Avalon Records used to be there. Yeah, yeah.
1: Maybe it's on the other mm-hmm. corner mm-hmm. there anyway. Mm-hmm. And so I went over there. And I said, Do you the Bob's Burgers thing." <laughs> and I said it like that. Yes. E- Very tentative. <laughs> yeah, I was all doubled over. Uh. I bought a hat especially for it because I felt. Oh, it, I you that, down it had yeah, on Lou and had on too. Character. Yeah. Hey, you wouldn't happen to have that <laughs> biggest... we well, only we'll,
0: we'll sell those to character actors, and you are one.
1: <laughs> and he said, I sure do, it's right behind you there. And so I purchased it.
0: Mm, that's what he wanted. But apparently that's gone as well.
1: Wow, okay. I well, know.
0: That's, sucks.
1: Yeah, I guess they're not making music anymore. Guess that's well, it. <laughs>
0: they're not making it easily accessible anymore. I mean, even like it's not even really streaming that's killing stores like that it's really like amazon and stuff like that just the ease of like oh we'll just go on with my using my thumb i can buy i can buy a record or buy Mm -hmm. a cd they'll come right to my house but personally i would rather go record shopping because a i'm not even if i read uncut and mojo i'm really not that up on what's going on (laughs) (laughs) because you know and so i love to like go through the racks and click 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 through all the throw the cds and see what's there you know like, yep. that's that's a it's
1: a it's an exciting experience and it's funny because you know the more people talk about that kind of thing the more you realize um this is going to sound wrong because i don't agree with this but the more you realize that it, it doesn't matter you know it is it's our memory you say, yeah, oh, yeah but you would love to have this memory a 17 year old person <laughs> and they're like why why have you ever felt a dusty old record? And you're just like, yeah, you have to wash your hands after that. You go to a record swap and you go through all of the plastic covered ones. And you're just mm. like, no, this is dirty. And I love that. Isn't that great? And the 17-year-old person says, what is the? What is wrong
0: with you? You know what? Actually, what's happening now is that young people are taking the op- op- totally opposite. It's us, old people, who are driving the Amazon thing. Young people are driving up prices in thrift stores. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Thrifting has become so popular with young people, with whatever they are now what a country with the zoomers or whatever you call them they're all in they're Soviet all Russia the shop buys <laughs> you <by view. laughs> it does that's pretty strange no wonder their economy <laughs> fell apart it's a ridiculous system what are they thinking idiots
1: wow so so the young people are thrifting well you young people <laughs> I don't know I don't know what to tell you young people
0: because the thing is, is like as old old me like old person me like when I go to to Valley Village or wherever now huh? and I mean even five years ago when I go there I'd be like, oh, this is way too expensive. <laughs> Are you right? Like, I don't want to pay $3 for a used paperback. What the heck? <laughs> F- this is stupid. But young people go in there, they're like, oh, it's only $3 for a, a book here. This is awesome.
1: We have no dollars. Or through the records
0: because or- we love records now. <laughs> or, and we have our little turntable with our five records sitting beside <laughs> it on, on, openly <laughs> to be seen. You know, not hidden in a cabinet. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's all different. Wow. So there you go. It's all come. It's come. What goes around comes around. Because you know, but I mean, what 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 they miss though is the search. Yeah. They don't have this. They don't hear about something there and then have to find it here. You know, like
1: right. Like when and I read about the I Bonzos with the, with the Bob's Burgers thing, mm, you yeah. know, I could have just ordered it online. I still wanted to go hold it in my hand first. So yeah, Go yeah. no search. Yeah, yeah. I Got to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Yes, yeah, The Bonzos. Yeah, the Bonzos would have been impossible to find. Oh actually.
0: my god, it was so hard. Like, no way around here. And I would go around and ask. Like I would go to Odyssey Imports and places like that. And of course they look at you like you're a weirdo of course but even though they're selling like alien sex fiend you go in there and you go do you have the bronzo dog-? what <laughs> you a weird person asking for and so then uh, it wasn't until i went to visit a friend in on, in toronto and i went to sound the record man there that i found the the um united the united artists uh two album collection the history of the bonzos uh and it was t- like 22 dollars.
1: right a lot of money for an album back then
0: well, because I brought $80 with me in spending money.
1: Right, for the t- three weeks you were <laughs> <get> there. <laughs> was supposed to be there. I was there for a week. But yeah,
0: yeah, And so uh, I, uh, yeah, I'd spend it, but I felt totally sick after spending all that money as well. I would like, I brought it back to my friend's house, um, and I was, I put it on, I was listening to it, and he wasn't like a fan or anything. So he's probably like, what are we what is, to you, this?
1: Yeah, we, can we go out again? And he's yeah. like, oh, buyer's remorse. <laughs> I know, and I was like,
0: I like, even turned to him, I was like, is this, is this funny? I nothing, I was just like listening. I just felt sick to my... Listening.
1: Yeah, and it's funny too about something like that. Like the first time I heard the Bonzos, uh, I don't think I was so concerned that it was funny. It was more of... I mean, I, I think... Oh God, did I think it was funny or did I just like what it was? That, that it was that Yeah. sound and not know even where it was from. Yeah,
0: so what's the first thing you heard by them? Can you remember? Um,
1: the first thing I heard without knowing that it was them yeah. was there was a... I think it was a National Film Board cartoon. Or if not, it was a cartoon. But it was Jollity Farm. And it showed, I think down at the Vancouver Center Theaters. They used to show shorts sometimes before the movies. But I didn't know that. Then I took Mm. this animation class. And there was a little tape deck in the room, and there was one guy that brought music. Yeah, and he was a nut. In fact, you'd probably get along <laughs> great with him to talk about stuff. Yeah. and then suddenly you'd hit a a, a thing because he's one of those guys. He, you, uh, know, you'd give, you know, you give you no, no, that's wrong. you know, yeah. you'd just find that one <laughs> block. You'd say, oh, I, I really like the Beach Boys, and no, they're no good. Yeah, yeah. And I, and Now the conversation is over. <laughs> yeah, you say, yeah. well, no, but never you guys were talking about the other stuff. No, no, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Oh well. Hmm. It's sort of the feeling that I get from him yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Actually, when you and I were talking uh, a while ago yeah. about um, about Don Rosa, yes, and I said that I had watched this YouTube thing, and you said, "Oh yeah, where he's interviewed by this guy and he shows him all around his house." Yeah, yeah. And there's a few things that he says in there. Yes. That you go like a trigger. Yeah. And he's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's what my friend well, is like.
0: This is still a story for me, and I think he's probably told in the show, but you maybe not heard it, which is that he met Don Rosa one time and he, he told Don Rosa that he was a huge influence on him and then he used one of Don Rosa's uh, things, like, you know, jokingly as a kind of a, a tribute in like a Simpsons comic or whatever and Don Rosa got very like, you did what? Like, you stole from me? This is a, this is, you know, the, where's the police? Can someone, come over here, so we need to dress this, you know, like he got really upset looking <laughs> really? and stuff and he was like, well, I better get out of here so he like, high-tailed it. <laughs> before, before the police got called... Someone else could distract Rosa with a different problem. But yeah, well, I know when you watch that, a <laughs> a hey, hey, you're you're you know you're dealing with a person. And I, I'm not one to talk. You look at the giant stack of books that yeah, are going to kill us. So what I have us. at my house, for yeah.
1: sure, right? But
0: like I'm not one to talk. Like I, I'm not a collector like Rosa, though. And so of course when I'm watching, I'm going like, what a nut. He's got a bunch of toys. <laughs> whatever your thing is, you know that's that's what. It, but yeah, he's you know he's obviously like you know has his collector mania and stuff like that. But. Also, like a huge chip in his shoulder, f- for like uh, as an unsung artist and someone who wasn't recognized and didn't get the the respect or the money that he would deserve for what for doing. Yeah, he so did.
1: partly it seems that, but also he does he plays the flip side of it. He just says I never should have because I'm not I'm not a, car- a comic book artist. Yeah, yeah. I just copied what I loved. I just I'm a fan that got to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: I just don't deserve any fame. He also played this guy. Yeah, yeah. And then he had this huge cabinet full of duck stuff. <laughs> And it was like, yeah, just people send this to me. There's only (laughs) one in here, that's a that's a Carl Barks duck. Yeah, yeah. Because if it says Disney on the bottom of it, then it doesn't count. He's like all, I (laughs) Ducktales isn't Jingle Scrooge. (laughs) Only this is. Just like, geez, well, hang on, (laughs)
0: calm down, Don Rosa.
1: (laughs) Hang on, keep it in your pants. So it was just there was that, and then yeah. he'd be all jolly again. So it was just like, uh. mm. anyway. So this was the guy, really eclectic collection yeah. of music.
0: Can you imagine if the person interviewing him had like knocked a bunch <laughs> of stuff over when they're trying to like go backwards with the camera and through his house? <laughs> and it could have happened because that was a perilous voyage through <laughs> that house. There's a lot of things.
1: <laughs> he, um, I'm,
0: not, I'm not a Don Rosa fan. I'll just say that right now. I know.
1: I remember, I remember you saying that. Yeah. I went home and I burned all of my. <laughs> 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 i just find him too stiff to get out think, in the yard
0: and i can see like when he says that i'm not a I did, i'm not an artist i'm a i'm a fan I'm like i'm like yeah you were like you're like the guys who took over after kirby left marvel and were like tracing kirby panels into the into all the comics that came out for years afterwards Which is why
1: he shouldn't care if ian used something since he <laughs> traced all the scrooges and <laughs> his stuff but i did li- i did like his sequels i liked his sequels because they were long form mm-hmm. i liked i liked the yeah
0: yeah he did he did a very Berksian style and if that's what you miss yeah because Barks isn't doing it anymore I don't know why he's a lazy guy
1: yeah he has 130 you think he'd be doing something't <laughs> <but laughs> he something do hear about him anymore he you know, don't and then they had William van Horn okay but he didn't draw well enough mm. he had was great in that, I think stories were Horton, pretty good. He did ten pagers yeah. from the forties, is mm. what really what his his strength was. Mm. But his style just wasn't enough for me. Yeah, and I'd come through the eighties and nineties with those artists that had done these things, and they're all everything's just you know what Uncle Scrooge like he's going to drive something to the to the bank. Yeah, and so his 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 uh, vehicle is a giant piggy bank. You know, <laughs> just like why. <laughs> <laughs> well, why do you need to go to the bank then? Wait, doesn't it have a vault? that he swims exactly, in. But you'd haul it in a vault or in, yeah, a, yeah. in an armored car. Yeah. Say, oh, I've had yeah, this one
0: check the Beagle Boys. No,
1: this, uh, Yeah, then they come with a crane and it picks it up. It's just like, why? Why did I see this coming? These things are awful. Why would you drive a giant piggy bank? I think there is one like that. Yeah. And I remember looking at this particular one, probably in the eighties. And I swear that every head was the same. But it was like in, in three-quarter profile right, okay. and three-quarter profile left. Oh, with a big grin. And it was like that. And it was like that. It's just like, oh, my God, this is so lazy. And so Don Rosa was not uh, lazy. Yeah, no, he did put a lot, of, a lot of work into the page. And so his sequel stuff I liked. And then his Life and Times of Scrooge I kind of liked. Mm-hmm. That, he, that he cared to, to try to tie that together. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I bought the complete... Because the great thing is, is he had that eye injury. It's not great. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just kidding. It's an unfortunate eye Yeah, yeah, injury,
0: but right? it was lucky for you. And and for, for Don Rosa. Then.
1: <laughs> because he couldn't see anymore, right? He, mm. Or he had to get close. There was some, some uh, beef. Yes. <laughs> visually. And so, you know, you never want to have uh, anybody stricken or or die. Yeah. But as far as collectors go, it really puts a <laughs> really puts a, a point at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got all. He's not doing anymore. Mm. No, this is everything of John Denver. Okay, <laughs> uh, I got it in my hand that's now.
2: Don
0: Rose is better than John Denver. What about
1: John, John Rose? John Denver John is a terrible,
0: <laughs> terrible Disney artist. <laughs> and Scrooge is no good at all.
1: Is Scrooge? Yeah, forget about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's funny. Um yeah i didn't see that that's funny like when we were growing up because you were younger than me i still am you are still younger than me but it's a younger than me that doesn't matter anymore Mm. but when we were teenagers there's a young younger than you that matters you know what i mean like two couple years is a big deal at that age
1: oh yeah for sure
0: and so yeah you you always
1: had that big beard and mustache
0: (laughs) (laughs) you were like a little squirt (laughs) when we were kids which is too bad because i'm your I think, cousin dave because obviously of all the cousins like i i hung around a lot with your brother your brother mm-hmm. uh rob you because, were the one yeah because we were
1: the closest in age yes yeah, because you're born in 66 yeah right? and he's 62 yeah so that's four
0: yeah so huh. only four years but i mean he so he was slumming it hanging with me basically but there was no one else
1: yeah because actually you and i at three years apart are closer than him and you <laughs> were four years apart but it seemed yeah. that when i was a kid that you yeah. guys should you're closer in age yeah it's yeah. weird
0: yeah but it's more mature that's my that's my, my curse <laughs> but, yeah but i'm sorry for that now because obviously like in terms of interest mm-hmm. we're way more compatible and i think i realized that the first time when you and some other cousins i don't think they cared at all but you were very fascinated because i had the Ruddles on on album and you were looking through the you were sitting on my bed in my bedroom looking through the i guess glenn had brought you in there which i was mad about glenn bringing you in there because he was like a uh you know, what's what's yours is mine is basically his, his <laughs> lay philosophy. Take
1: all of them. Take
0: all this. Really? <laughs> yeah. They <laughs> can have it. <laughs> uh, David gave a Jason album. <laughs> what?
1: Jason who?
2: <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs>
0: You're hugging it to your chest. You're not getting this back? <laughs> Uh, hey, I bought that at A and A Records at Guilford.
1: Yes, yeah, so I think we've talked about this before, and I don't, I don't clearly, I, I remember going in there, but I don't remember why I would be looking at the Ruddles because I remember, don't remember what year this was and when I was first aware of the yeah, Ruddles. Yeah, you know what I mean? Or did I just happen to have that in my hand when you came in and said, "Hey, he's pretty cool. He's got the Ruddles." I was moving it out of the way. <laughs> 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 I dropped a sandwich behind all these <laughs> albums.
0: <laughs> yeah, you seem to be in, you seem to be interested in it. And I don't know. Maybe right. maybe you never heard of it, but but seeing it caught your attention. Yeah,
1: like I said, I don't know what year like, what that would have been.
0: What is a sacrilege? They're making fun of the Beatles. <laughs>
1: But uh, it was always strange to go to one of the Dedrick things, and, and if anything, we, we rarely had anything at our house, and I was always terrified that someone was going to go in my room. So if I was to come into my room, there'd be people that <laughs> would just like, what did you touch? Put it all down! <laughs> drop it and back out! I don't want anybody in the room! Yeah. And I'm still that way.
0: Yeah, your, your dad is kind of, I always felt like your dad kind of was the center of the family, like the, 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 the hinge of the family and i don't know if that's accurate but that's how it felt to me mm. but probably our house was the most visited house of all the dedrick's we had a swimming pool
1: yeah and so we have summer things we and could winter have summer
0: things. thing and winter things and we often had like uncle kenny and his kids and stuff which were way way younger than me like i taught all, all of them to swim
1: mm-hmm. most yeah. of them have drowned <laughs>
0: most, most of them by just neglect <laughs> <laughs> a swimmer i don't know what's gonna happen to you you're fucked. <laughs>
1: Sorry. A water
0: badge. <laughs> I
1: trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And plus you were close to the Restios, like, yeah, uh, geographically, right? Versus, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As I like to say. Yeah. And Tara and Stacy were closer to my age. But yeah. Yeah. And 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 uh, and Cameron.
0: Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah, but we still hung out, so. Mm-hmm. That's cuz we had a pool
1: had a pool. That's the great, the, pool. the great
0: leveler, great <laughs> age leveler.
1: I remember your dad had a video camera. No. Oh. Well, <laughs> I wonder whose it. family that was. That's a weird, <laughs> that's a weird
0: memory to <laughs> have that's not true. I wish my dad had a video camera.
1: <laughs> you didn't have a video camera? No. Like one of the great big shoulder mounted no, ones? No, we did Like not. a beta cam? I wish. <laughs> I would have died to have one of those. Oh. The only okay. way we could use a video
0: camera was, was my friend had to pretend he was doing a project at his, at his private school. Uh-huh. My friend, my bad friend. Luckily, he was a bad, <laughs> bad kid, so he had no problem lying to his the fathers at his Catholic school and say, "Hey, we're going to do a project this weekend. Is it okay if we come in and, and use the video camera? And then we come in and use the video camera. And we just use it to film sketches."
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Who? What? Dedric had a camera then, Jerry?
0: I don't remember one at all.
1: I remember I uh, want. There's one Christmas. And I could have sworn it was your dad. Well, maybe your dad had it and it was somebody else's. I do not
0: remember this. It was possible then. I don't know.
1: And then he was immediately drafted He's for clear for <laughs> a memory is clear as a bell how, how could he be
0: been doing videography and singing in the kitchen this story know, does not ring true
1: it was at the present <laughs> opening when everybody was reluctantly pulled back together oh, again that's right, come on out of the
0: kitchen enough out of the kitchen, harmonizing around this thing
1: up from the basement <laughs> down from these things yes. everybody in here yes. knees to knees elbows to elbows god there's a lot
0: <laughs> there's, well yeah because I remember counting 45 of us at one.
1: The other day at work, uh, there was two little Dedricks came in in the afternoon. Oh, really? Yeah. And people say, Are these Dedricks related to you? And I'm like, Yeah. There are no other Dedricks. <laughs> there are
0: no other <laughs> they <are> all <laughs> They're all us. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's not like Smith, where <laughs> so you're not part of my Smith. <laughs>
1: yeah. How <laughs> weird. And so it was uh, Steve's kids. Okay. Steve's kids. Yeah.
0: Wow. I forget. I haven't seen, you know, I haven't seen, like, I. I like, yeah, because we've lost track. Like we don't do the the mm. once a year get together. Yes. And as we've established, we're a, like a, fa- a family of badgers. We all live, or even like cats, like African jungle cats. We all like have our mile wide territory that none of us can cross <laughs> into. Nope. Stay oh yeah, so you. I, I forget? Like, yeah, he's got kids now, and and yeah, he's getting older.
1: Yeah. Did we? Whose wedding did we go to? In two thousand and. Seven. That would be Michelle's. Was that Michelle's? Michelle, wedding? yeah, and Steve. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was Steve already married? You no,
0: he's he had a girlfriend at that time, but they they broke up a little while after that and then he then he oh. met a new girlfriend and then then they settled settled down to something.
1: Oh. And did he have a wedding? I don't think so. Okay.
0: Maybe he didn't just didn't invite us, which Maybe. I don't blame him.
1: <laughs> so that was Michelle's. Okay.
0: Yeah. Michelle is kind of a, an, a weird anomaly amongst those amongst those cousins because she had a connection to our generation for whatever reason. She felt a connection to our generation that the others didn't feel. Like, I don't think Brooke or the, the Megan or or Mitchell or, mm-hmm. you know, and I've mean, seen a bunch of names that people don't, they don't know <laughs> why am not doing that. I don't think any of those, just so people know, like, there's two generations of Dedrick aunts and uncles, like my family, like, you, your dad and my dad yeah. and our aunt were one, and there was an original other uncle who passed away when he was 20. But out of that group, there was a big gap of, like, 10 years yeah, where my, my grandfather was not well, and then...
1: And neither was mine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, our weird, grandfather. In a weird coincidence. Mine also. <laughs> stricken. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> our grandfather
2: was not well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and then a bunch of, of, of these young people yeah suddenly up, there's like you know?
0: another generation of kids like the youngest was like a 60s kid who you know had like cream albums in his when when dad would never have like an album by cream in his record collection that would be like he wouldn't even know what that meant yeah you
1: know? he didn't even have cream in the fridge <laughs> he didn't even like so like evaporated milk <laughs> yeah because of the war <laughs> he's a war baby so then so
0: yeah so then so there was also a similar like break in generations of the Dedrick cousins. So yep. there's our original group of of kids. And then there was a different group of much later arriving of yeah, kids. Like a
1: bunch of like 1980 and I think yeah. Michelle though was like 78 or something. Yeah. So she's got an affinity almost to I don't know what year Stacy was born. 71. I Think she might she
0: might be 82 actually. I think she's, I seem to remember being born around grade eight. Oh, okay. The, yeah.
1: Because that might be, is the reason I, is, is also in my mom's family, is we had the exact same thing. There was a bunch of 60s kids that were born. Yeah. And then it, nothing <laughs> from 69 when I was born. Yeah. Till 79 when my cousin Patrick was born. Okay. And then there was only a couple more, but I was aware of all of these, there was little kids. When I was 10, there mm. were little kids around. Yeah. And so since I was 10 and 79, I figured that Michelle was born 78 or 79. Yeah, yeah. And then Stephen would be 80. And I think Megan was about 80. And suddenly, Kenny's got two more <laughs> yeah, after this two. Yeah, yeah. And Jerry keeps doing it. It's mm-hmm. like, what the hell? Yeah, what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> we have enough already. Am I <laughs> learning any more names?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was weird because they were very young. Like, we were we were teenagers, basically, to their, their youth. And so... Uh, uh, I was... I mean, I, I enjoyed pl- you know, playing with him and stuff like that. So maybe that's a connection. Maybe Michelle just always appreciated that I... As that older cousin was willing to, like, goof around with him and, and horse around.
1: And yeah, stuff. well, I think she had a single... Uh, not a single, but a, a time when she was the only one. Mm. She was the only young yeah, cousin. Yeah, and yeah. she wasn't so young. Because it was tough. Like, by the time that Lee came along, yeah. maybe ten years after her, you're just like, what is... <laughs> I, I can't even <laughs> do this now. Lee's barely older than your kids. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah,
0: no, I mean, he's a little older than that, yeah. But, and
1: yeah. they called him Baby Lee. Forever. <laughs> Forever. Forever. Hey, Baby Lee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, never, he never resented it either. He never, not at any point. Not even as a teenager did he resent being called Baby
1: Lee. <laughs> anyway, so Steve's kids came in. Yeah. And his uh, his wife was always very nice. Mm. And one time they came in, and I wasn't even paying attention, Right. These kids and I was doing some pre-screening thing at the optical store. Yeah, and she said, "Are you a Dedrick? (laughs) Right? She didn't know that I worked there. Yeah, yeah. And she didn't know me well enough to know that. But there was something about the way I carried myself.
2: (laughs) Yes, your
0: your nobility. (laughs) The noble
1: look. The noble look of a Jaw. (laughs) ah, (sighs) You have that inbred royal. royal family, of the Dedricks aren't you?
2: <laughs> Why would you do that? Oh, just a uh, just a uh, no chin and all it, nose? Is it, was it my
1: jug
0: ears or my
1: <laughs> crossed, <laughs> crossed eyes or <laughs> yes. my neck comes out at a right angle from my shoulders?
0: <laughs> is my protruding Adam's apple?
1: <laughs> Guilty as charged. Why are you? Are you a Dedrick too? I'm married to a Dedrick. Oh, well, in true Dedrick fashion, you don't matter then. Oh. Sorry, I don't make the rules. <laughs> that's true.
2: Oh, could there be a
0: sadder fate than being a Dedrick wife? Oh, dear. <laughs> so anyway, so she she recognized that's pretty amazing, actually. I mean, yeah. you do look like a Dedric to me, but...
1: And there is a slim chance... And this would be again me being a bad friend and a bad direction <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We might have had a, like a. It might have been a week after Christmas, and we when we all were together. <laughs> yeah, there were. Right, like, you remember me? One Steve of the Flight? final Boxing I was like, Days. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't remember mm. Steve.
0: <laughs> I remember her, come, you know, coming to things a couple of times before that, that all broke up into to nothingness. Just do that.
1: <gasps> the quiet dead zone that is now Boxing Day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, even your dad said, "We well, started to say when I saw him. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, he was starting to say." yeah we don't, and then he stopped, and then he's changed it to the group doesn't sing anymore. I said, you weren't going to talk about the singing group. you were going to talk about the fact that nobody sees anybody anymore,
2: yeah, yeah that's
1: where the logical progression that you were talked about, Jerry on the Sunshine Coast yeah. talked about this, yeah, we don't the singing group doesn't get together and sing anymore.' like <laughs> oh, yeah. around the
0: sink in the kitchen, yeah,
1: I think I think the logic that he did jump to though was because mm. he hadn't seen Jennifer forever mm, because mm-hmm. Jennifer and her mom and dad and I would go out and yeah. s- and see the uh Quartet.
0: It's very great sacrifice on your part.
1: <laughs> well, someone's got to do someone's
0: it. Someone's got to be there. I know they never would tell me. I know my parents are. You know, well, they're Dedricks. That's, that's right. the kind of thing you get from Dedricks.
1: There's only one thing worse than being a Dedrick yeah. wife, and that's a Dedrick child. How come you? <laughs> yes, how come we didn't
0: come to that singing thing? What singing thing? Well, he yeah, had one on Saturday. I don't know, because you didn't tell me. It's not in the paper, Mom. That's
1: right. I was over there on Friday. Yeah, it's you mention it. You <laughs> <laughs> literally did not mention it. <laughs> I remember when I was there on Saturday morning, and you guys were getting ready to do something. I said, what are you guys doing? And you said, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you should go home. And I went home. Is that the day you're talking about? Yep.
0: Yeah. Ah. But if you manage to get there, then they're they're happy to see you. Yeah. If you can get there. Yes. But if you can't... And there's some recriminations, which are also pleasant, I guess. Why weren't you there?
1: I always felt bad because we would talk to your dad. And yeah. your dad has hearing aids. Yes. And Jennifer's mom loves to talk, but she doesn't talk loud. Oh, no. And so she wants to come over to Uncle Bob <laughs> in a crowded room with a lot of din after a gig, yeah, right? Yeah. When you're already scanning the room. The last thing you want to do after you've done any gig. Yeah is unless someone's personally going to come and adulate you
0: yes that's the only thing right you're,
1: not. you're still like uh what's that is there a better conversation i can be in is there somebody else <laughs> it's like i don't mm-hmm. and so she always would come over and say
2: oh bob you were so great
1: is that uh-huh he's, he's trying to <laughs> lean over come down to her and she's saying the stuff he's like, ah, and he's like oh i see her once a year who is this it's supposed to be jennifer's mom and Dolan's who's like we gotta go we'll get out of your hair oh thanks for coming
2: <laughs>
1: always but so he was always so great and gracious about it yeah and i think that was the jump it was just like yeah mm. we don't see family anymore and yeah. that's also where i would see you mm. at this thing yeah,
0: yeah 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 i guess they're not uh, doing anything that's too bad
1: yeah, he mentioned a little bit about it, mm. because I guess uh, they just, you know, they're all 90.
0: It has to stop eventually. Yeah. I mean, I was super impressed with my, you know, I'm out, you know, like, I don't know. My my parents and I haven't always, like, gotten along like, a house on fire. Mm-hmm. But, um...
1: Because you tried to burn down the house. <laughs> that analogy is that's what it meant. <laughs> I thought, finally, we'll get together as a family. It's on the front lawn, <laughs> in blankets. I know this is mom and Dad,
0: but just think about the togetherness <laughs> we're experiencing right now.
1: We'll talk about this for years <laughs>
0: to come. <laughs> this is the talking point, everybody. But my dad used to, uh, when my dad was in barbershop singing, when he sang in barbershop, which is a whole other thing, <laughs> he, uh, he, would put, like, he would personally put together the entire Christmas show. They would do a Christmas show every year they did it out at um that private school that you can see from the freeway I don't yeah
1: know it's the called. shandos yeah the shandos patterson yeah which is
0: a big place yeah and they packed it they did they did it in the clever way though because you invite a lot of groups to sing with you and that brings out all the families with the groups as well right, right. so if you have like if you have like 45 singers on stage over throughout a show that guarantees you at least a, you know <laughs> 130 people in the audience but no it would be like packed and my dad would organize it all, you know get all the people out for it, and stuff like that. he would be the m c, of course, because my dad loves to talk and be a performer and uh and yeah, it was so impressive to go to that every year and just think to see all these groups out there just uh, singing and yeah, it's amazing, super impressive, but yeah, just over time, of course, time you know time is bad in some ways, mm-hmm. it's also good,
1: it is also good also in other ways, but mostly it's bad. <laughs>
0: passing time <laughs> you know when time stops passing then it's really bad let's put it that way
1: oh hey how's ian doing
0: that's a good question <laughs> now we should have talked about this at the beginning of the show i had it all in my mind if you're
1: still with us
0: i had this big little thing okay so ian so once again i'm still a little vague on because i you know you get uh i saw i did see pia on sunday night because we went over to some friends for our friend's birthday party and Pia and uh, Ian's sister-in-law, Vicky, were there. And so uh, I got a little bit... But once again, speaking of soft talkers, Pia is also a soft talker <laughs> at a party. And I kind of gave in a little late because I saw she was talking to her friend and then I realized, oh, she's probably giving some, some info here and I would like to know what's going on. So I went over and I kind of caught the tail end of it. So it's little, I'm still a little vague. So it seems like it was pneumonia-like symptoms combined with a drug that uh, prescription drug that Ian was... Uh, take it It was a new one and it didn't quite sit right with him and the combination of the two sent him for a loop and so he went into hospital on wednesday night and he was there till sunday so he did get out on sunday but he wasn't feeling like going to a birthday party i know that sounds crazy (laughs) after spending you know (laughs) half a week in the hospital but uh, i heard from him the other day and he said his numbers are really good so he's doing a lot better like i think they're losing like oxygen levels is what that's what was out of loop out of the loop or out of Whack, not out of the loop. right? Like a out blood
1: oxygen level kind of a yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I guess he has like some sort of reader, like an oximeter or something like that that can read your your blood
1: levels, He's your oxygen up, levels. Making up equipment out of your <laughs> head, <laughs> oximeter.
0: I believe it's a thing.
1: <laughs>
2: Could
0: have, have been I, You're right. Maybe it's an
1: odometer. Something anyway. Something <laughs> was out of whack,
0: and uh, yeah, so it's showing like elevated levels of oxygen in his blood. So apparently his lungs weren't working properly because they were so full of liquid, mm-hmm. and so there's a, there's a lot of. So that's what I mean by pneumonia-like, because it was like, there was liquid in his lungs. He was like crackling when he was breathing. Mm. Right. And and it was bad enough, like bad enough with like a, you know, chesty cough and a crackling in his lungs and not being able to sleep and all these problems that PFL, like we better, you know, get this taken care of. Like it's not just, you know, kind of insomnia. It's not just the bad cough. It's a combination of things that are not good. So they went they went to emergency and emergency agreed with him. And like, he went into the hospital, came home Sundays, but his levels now are good. Uh, he's just not quite at the stage where he feels like up to doing a a podcast for three hours. So, you know, I'm a
1: lot. (laughs) So, (laughs) I don't think that's true. (laughs) (laughs) So,
0: but he's not, yeah, he's just not, but he's, he's fine. Like he's, he's home. He's happy. He's, he's, with with his cat he's with pia he's in his own bed which is great it yeah. was way better than being in a hospital and he
1: heard know. our last episode and did he yeah. does he have any notes does he have any just thought <laughs>
0: he said that tone it down jason As all you're not giving dave enough time to talk that's what he said
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. that's not me that's not you that's that's, from, ian. that's ian that's
0: i'm not trying to like, get more of me no, on he's the show. not
1: feeling 100 so he's saying <laughs> something <laughs> wait a second what are you trying to say <laughs> <laughs> <It's> nothing personal. <laughs> uh oh, good.
0: yeah, no, he's uh, he's doing really good. So I'm pretty confident that we'll hear him next week on the show. So I know the show's important to him and he loves doing it. So
1: Yes, and we should have plugged his stuff that he normally plugs at the at the end, the <laughs> critical hit show.
0: But he wasn't in, but I already this was last week. He missed it cuz he was sick. Oh, so, yeah.
1: Cuz he was taking a critical hit.
0: He took a critical hit. Yeah. 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 Luckily he rolled a 20 20 on the <laughs> and uh, escaped whatever feet was in store for him yeah it was uh it's scary it's scary when you when you it's scary when people get sick but it's really scary when someone gets sick and then they're in the hospital because they're sick yes like that's like more than just you know like when someone says i'm not feeling very well you're like oh that's not good but when they're like oh i'm not feeling well and i've been sent to the hospital then you're like oh this is terrible yeah, <laughs> like, what's going on yeah. like
1: and if they're going to so, keep you there a couple of days, that's even yeah, worse. Yeah, yeah, even worse. If you are in the hospital, they they want you out. They don't want you. <laughs> yeah, in the that's tr-
0: exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. Like it's it still amazes me to this day that I went to the hospital. They removed a testicle, and sent me home that day. Yeah, that's how little they want you in the they're hospital. I'm going to give you an
1: ice bag and yeah. a lot of pills. That's right. Should I, should I stay over there? Get out of here! No, no, go. You go. want a super bug? Can, What's the matter well, with you? You can stay at home.
0: <laughs> You'll be fine. Is this is a testicle.
1: Yeah. What
0: do you think? It's important.
1: I was in two nights for my broken ankle, but mm. I'm sure they didn't want me there that first no, night. No, they were it probably was, only mad because you. It was late at night and didn't <laughs> know what else to do with me.
0: When did you break your ankle? Why did I? When did you break your ankle? <laughs> I'm not li- um, if why like, is also a part of it, I mean, a too. year. Like, <laughs> I'm more looking for like a story behind this. I didn't know you broke oh. your ankle. Oh
1: well, let me tell you. Um, I broke my ankle several years ago, 2007. Okay. It was uh, early December. It was a beautiful day it was a christmas snow a special magical christmas snow (laughs) was it it was actually snowing it was actually snowing it was december 2nd
0: and snowed before christmas well it's a rarity here it was
1: a rarity (laughs) and i went out and i shoveled the walk oh good for you and jennifer came out and took my picture and there's a picture of me shoveling snow (laughs) special christmas you no know? we're
0: wearing your hat for this i was wearing my hat
1: <laughs> and i said to jennifer i said when i finish this we should go for a walk oh no <laughs> let's go over it to starbucks okay and we'll get a hot chocolate that's a good idea yeah mars- and marshmallows maybe okay i don't remember <laughs> on account of what happened later on on the way home from the
0: same... Oh, so you went to Starbucks. You made it there.
1: We went there, and I slipped a couple of times Uh Oh, because the sidewalks had snow on them.
0: And I didn't know the words foreshadowing. (laughs)
1: Special Christmas (laughs) snow. A magical snow. (laughs) And so I got a hot chocolate, and it warmed up while we were there so that the awning outside Starbucks covered with snow sloughed off because, you know, it's... Four degrees above zero it's vancouver, <laughs> vancouver. the
0: snow comes then it goes almost right away
1: and we walked back home and a couple of times i slipped oh dear and jennifer said to me she said jason yes even though it's a magical christmas snow you must be careful yes you don't want to fall and i said jennifer if i fall i'll fall in the snow <laughs> <laughs> what could be more fun on a magical day like today? And we came into our townhouse complex, and I slipped, and I fell on the concrete, <laughs> oh, no. and there was a pop. Ooh. Yeah, and it was magical. <laughs> and there was an old man shoveling snow, and he came over. He said, "You okay?" And I said, "I don't, I don't, I don't think so." <laughs> And I tried to stand he up. He said, what happened to your Jimmy Duranty impersonation? <laughs> That's right. I left it <laughs> laying in the ground, <laughs> <laughs> melted into the snow. And uh, uh, he got his car mm. and drove me the 30 feet from where I'd fallen to my house. And I hopped inside. And he said, it seems all right. And he pressed on it. And he says, does that hurt? And I said, no, it doesn't hurt. But uh, he pressed. And uh, I went and I laid down. And I thought, I'm not going to be able to work tomorrow. I've done something bad to my leg. And mm. so I called my boss. Yeah. And he said, well, <laughs> you must have been out in this.
0: Oh, he was a narrator. Your boss was <laughs> narrating this. I didn't pick this up at the beginning of the story.
1: <laughs> and I said, I fell down, and I've hurt my leg. And so I don't know if I'll be able to come in tomorrow. And he says, oh, my gosh. He said, let me ask my wife, who's actual medical doctor. Yeah. And she got on, and she said, was there a pop? And I said, yeah, there was a pop. It's funny that you should mention that there was a pop. Because... <laughs> Who expects a pop? Yeah. And she said, You gotta go get an x-ray. And so we went out to Peace Arch Hospital and I got an X-ray. And some hip Wait, <laughs> radiologist it? Yeah, yeah. was like, Dude, you got a broken ankle. <laughs> bro. Yeah, bro, you're spending the night in the hospital. He was like that. Whoa. And I'm like, Oh, that's not good.
0: Yeah. It's totally tubular.
1: <laughs> totally tubular. And so and then the next day mm. I was woken up from my morphine induced sleep. Yes. By a doctor looking very closely into my face. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, yeah, we will do surgery tonight. Surgery? Yeah. Because you got to put the leg back together. Oh, my gosh. I had broken a little side ankle bone and a oh. little back ankle bone and some okay. other little. Uh, I, yeah. Whatever it were, happened. Were they
0: dry bones? That's the real question. They right? were dry bones. Them <laughs> <laughs> bones, them bones. Dumb.
1: Okay. And then that day, I was in and out of consciousness. Yeah. And uh, Jennifer and her mum came to visit. And I remember being cruel to them and sending them away. not the uh, i didn't yeah yeah i was like i was falling asleep and i'd wake up and they would be talking and i said go home you don't need to be here i'm not talking to you i appreciate your coming but go home and they were like oh okay and then i felt bad but i I was also unconscious yeah yeah and then they did surgery on me nothing makes you
0: crabby than being in the hospital
1: (laughs) yes and i don't know because it was winter yeah a special (laughs) black skies yes (laughs) So I didn't know what time it yeah. was. Yes,
0: was your Do- was it Dr. Calabash who was? Uh... <laughs> it
1: was Dr. Doctor- Good night, Dr. Calabash, wherever you are. <laughs> I forget what his name was. I thought he had a name like Dr. Payne or some sort of weird name like that. <laughs> Dr. Surgery or Dr. Doctor. I don't know. And uh, they did the surgery. Yeah. But then the next morning they woke me up mm. and they said, "We're going to teach you how to use crutches." And I said, "Oh, mm, this is not easy." And they said, "Yeah, you get the hang of it." And I said, "No." And they went bye, <laughs> put me in a wheelchair, and sent me home. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was laid up at home for three months with a broken ankle and physiotherapy and... Oh. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry to hear that.
1: Yeah, it was a bugger. (laughs) It was... And uh, and it's funny because you think you well I'm off work I guess I'll do all this stuff yeah you know you got a broken ankle and it was it kept snowing Mm. that magical Christmas snow (laughs) didn't stop oh
0: that was that year that we had that crazy snow that
1: no that was the following year crazy (laughs) snow (laughs) but this was the precursor when it just like well is it not again yeah really but it wasn't the crazy snow okay that was the next year when you came and got us because we were staying at at Bob and Sandy that's right that's right that's right your vehicle was the only one that could come down the cul de sac (laughs) because it was never plowed yeah yeah that was awful. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so yeah so I broke my ankle that year mm. and uh, so I got some rods and pins
0: in your in your, in your
1: your leg in my leg
0: so if you go through like uh, customs if you go through the x-ray do you have to like tell them you have a pins and
1: stuff in your leg uh, no I asked that at the time I said no it won't be a problem and I said really yeah. it seems like it would be a problem said, no no but you'll have arthritis years from now and I went mm. oh well thanks <laughs> special magical every December 2nd <laughs>
0: why are you thanking them you're the one that went walking in the ice
1: <laughs> the funny thing was they taught me how to go up and down stairs with a crutch. Yeah. And you don't use it like a crutch. Okay. You don't put it here. Yeah, you don't put it under your arm. You, did, you, you hold it in a different way, almost like a cane. I see. And yeah, I, yeah. I immediately some- forgot that. Yeah. <laughs> And so when the first time I tried to go on the stairs, <laughs> I almost you know, killed myself because I, this is wrong, you know, but I've now watch, watch <laughs> down the stairs. And I went, no, and it wasn't until I was in physiotherapy and they were trying to wean me off the crutch yeah, onto, yeah. Uh, onto a cane. And I went, yeah. oh, it was on the outside. You put the thing on the, and you use it like a cane. And I wanted to tell the guy, but he was like, mm, you've got it. You know what you're
0: doing. Why are they so confident? You no, know, oh, you're fine. Doing yeah.
1: great. Doing great. And then I've known people that have broken their ankle since then, and none of them had to go through what I did. Mm, no, none of it. them were off. I think I was off work for yeah. like three or four months. It was sure. like, no, you can't go back to work. Everybody else is like, get back to work! <laughs> I went to physiotherapy. Did, did, did go to physiotherapy? No, no physiotherapy <laughs> for us. Just boot and go back to work. I'm
0: yeah, like, can you have the famous, famous Dedrick shattering bones. <laughs> that's
1: it. Yeah. I splinter.
0: Actually, I've never broken a bone in my. None of my me nor any of my brothers broke a bone, and that which is crazy to me because we were really like oh, it active seems like outdoors. Cam should have broken a bone. Yeah,
1: yeah. He, he been sure in a sling. <laughs>
0: never. Okay. We were like we were really active outdoorsy kids that spent a lot of time goofing around, playing in houses that were being built and stuff like that. And right. I somehow was somehow <laughs> made it through Knockwood.
1: <laughs> we were walking, coming home late one night. My friend Marcel and I, uh, in our early twenties, maybe maybe just twenty. And I was driving back from, we were in Vancouver, and we were mm-hmm. coming back out. And we stopped at a housing development in South Surrey. Okay. And it was like, let's go into the houses. Yeah. And so we're in the house, and we're walking along. And he goes, yikes, look, look, look out for that. And I looked down, and there was a board there. Yeah. Like a two-by-four sort of raised. Yeah. And I said, oh, yeah. And so I stepped over it into a hole. <laughs> that he was talking about. The entrance to the crawl space. Yeah, look out for that. Yeah. Step right over that wood that wasn't going to cause any problem into nothing. And I just went, I mean, it, uh, an inch one way or the yeah, other, yeah, I yeah. would have caught the chin, you know, and bit yeah, the, my yeah. tongue off. Oh or my God. Like, I don't know what I would have done, but yeah, I yeah. didn't. Broken I, I just caught myself. You know, like oh. He said, what are you doing? I told you to watch out. So you didn't say watch out for the hole. <laughs> and I was like, well, you see the hole. Anyway, we didn't walk in any more houses. So now it was time to go
2: home. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: you wanna, we would go, We would leave after, leave before dark. That was her. That's the track. our rule.
1: Remember, they were building houses at the end of our street, and me and a friend uh, who had a slingshot, mm. we were down there, and he was going to shoot bottles. <laughs> I don't know what they were going to do. And so we would come out of the bush, and there's police are there. Mm. And they're like, oh. Some uh, kids were sighted here uh, breaking windows. Oh, really? Yeah, with a slingshot. (laughs) And I was like, oh, well, we'll we'll keep our eyes peeled. (laughs) If we see anybody that looks suspicious at all. Because it wasn't us. No, I'm sure it wasn't you. It was, and we were... He was, I didn't even touch it. That's, my fingerprints aren't on the slingshot. It's But
2: yeah.
1: it. <laughs> he was trying to hit up, you know, birds and the bottles and stuff. Yeah. Oh, uh, sure. Maybe you guys should head on home. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's where we're going. But if we see anybody. I'll well, no name names. <laughs> no, no compunction with that. No, I'm <laughs> supergrass over here. <laughs> Jason Redford, Dedrick. take that to the bank. <laughs>
0: Love that he didn't. Did he? I guess he didn't know your middle name. I guess not. Just added one in there.
1: Yeah, I per- purposely haven't used it in this podcast in case somebody tried to impersonate <laughs> me. because
0: well, I've already told your birthday several times in this show. <laughs> Wouldn't work now, and now you have to. Now you can get charged for driving without your driver's license, right? But in those days, you didn't get charged for driving without your it was just a thing that was convenient for you to have in case you got pulled over, but not required,
1: right? And it must be getting close to that again, though. I mean, it almost seems like it should be that, like, there's so many records on stuff They've, uh, n- that
0: we don't need a driver's license,
1: yeah. Just like you know, if I have a driver's license yeah. or not, well, I
0: know now, like, you don't even get the decal, like, before we used to get a decal, yeah, letting. You know, people in authority know.
1: <laughs> have an inch worth of stickers on your. Car. <laughs> yes, <I do>.
0: yes. <laughs> uh, we used to get decals that and that would tell people when your insurance expired, but th- they don't need that anymore. Now the police can just go from your driver's license number; they can automatically see if you if you have an uh, if you're insured or not.
1: Mm-hmm. And it seems like that they should have been able to do that. <laughs> and un- <laughs> unlike in the states,
0: which I think the states is like. You know, it's desired but not mandatory. It's mandatory here in British Columbia that you're. And I think on all of Canada that you're insured to drive. Oh, your car has insurance on it.
1: Well, that seems like the sort of thing that might be. Yeah, you'd say some. You'd go somebody say, "Oh, you, you don't have to insure your car." I say, "What? Well, why would you? <laughs> yeah. A lot of money. do yeah. can't you just drive careful?" Say, "No, I, you have to. <laughs> yeah, you have to. You have to
0: cause have cause car You enjoy. can be as careful as you want, <laughs> and that doesn't mean other people are being careful. You know, like." <laughs> Uh, or Even though you're always careful, I don't want
1: big government telling me what to do. Yeah, yeah, we don't
0: want big government. So you don't pay attention to stop signs. Is that that sounds <laughs> like if that's the case, then you really should be insured because you know big government has stop signs. They're telling you what to do.
1: That's a scam. Forget about it. I do what I want to do. I don't think that's. A I,
0: good idea. Yeah, I don't know about this. This sounds really. Yeah.
1: I don't know if you have to have house insurance though. I don't know if it's if you're required to have house insurance. If
0: you have a mortgage, you have to have house insurance.
1: Oh. Yeah, but if you don't have a mortgage, they don't care.
0: If your house is paid off and you, just, you want to fuck yourself, <laughs> go ahead.
1: That's our Hugh and McKinnon <laughs> insurance. Yes. If you want to fuck yourself, go ahead.
0: <laughs> I mean, for some reason, like, I've always, you know, when, when we first started getting insurance, they said, do you want earthquake insurance? And I said, no, because if you're offering it, it's not going to happen. <laughs> right. So. You know, yes, there. Well, we live near a fault line. No, near is not the other side of Vancouver Island fault line. That is not a near fault line.
1: Isn't there one out in the Strait of Juan de Fuca? Or no, yeah,
0: no, Isn't it's on the it? other side of Vancouver Island. I'm pretty sure.
1: I thought that's why Vancouver Island was separated from the mainland. I thought there was a little fault that oh, went up there. Is that right? Uh, can it's I no interest th- you in a no fault of mine? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you got. You got the no fault insurance. No fault earthquake insurance. On account of yes. I don't think there's a fault. <laughs> <laughs> now
0: you that you say that I know I'm a bit worried. Yeah. No, nah, I don't doesn't doesn't, doesn't worry me.
1: Uh, you got a wood frame house. Yeah, it's
0: fine. So it's gonna happen. Fire? Oh yeah. Flood? Oh no. Oh
1: dear.
0: <laughs> Oops. <laughs> you know what? If your house if your if you had an earthquake and you claim that claimed they would just their your rates would go up. It would just be a disaster. You're better two off ways. making another one. It's <laughs> better off the value of this house. <laughs> seriously, the value of this house is so little. I didn't realize how little value there is in the house here.
1: Mm, right, like it's all land. Yeah, the value of the house like, is everything we live in is a tear down. Like
0: <laughs> I, this is not so totally. I, like I can't remember the exact figure, but it, like yeah, like our our property is valued like like almost a million dollars. Right, which is stupid. But that's what it is. Our house is worth like thirty thousand (laughs) dollars.
1: The house is sixteen (laughs) dollars.
0: The house is nothing. (laughs) And what's funny, like when you come when you come out to like old Langley or old you know, old parts of this area, old Fraser Valley, is that clearly when people came out here, land was nothing. Mm -hmm. The house was expensive. So you see like big properties with little houses on them because, oh my God, who can afford... <laughs> why am I building more than four rooms in a house? I don't need that. I, this is fine. That's good. right. The nine kids
1: will sleep together. When I'm not going to heat the, the place. The, if we
0: get kids, we can, put it, we can build higher. It's <laughs> fine. But, you know, like, so there's so many little tiny houses. Like, they're all... They're disappearing now, obviously, in the rush to develop. But when I first came out here, there's tons of these little old, like, bachelor farmhouses and stuff like that. that mm-hmm. You know, like, farmers who came and we're going to bring their girlfriend over after they established themselves and they wrote back and said guess what i know it's been five years but i finally got everything up and running you can come over now yeah i'm married i'm married
1: i'm married so long ago
0: i married long ago you can <laughs> find someone there i'm going to find we're all bachelor farmers <laughs> that's right living in this one area so yeah there's like tons of these old <laughs> houses that were around here that just were four room houses it's all over langley and uh and that was just cheap to build you know like yeah i'm on 40 acres but i i don't need a 2, three thousand square foot house i just need this little 200 square foot bungalow
1: yeah if anything it's i need enough. a big barn
0: that's <laughs> what i really <laughs> need yeah the barn's bigger <laughs> than the house it's all changing now like the barns are falling down and the houses are like ginormous motel sized uh whatever they are
1: yeah so motel sized that you look at it and say is that actually i that,
0: think it's a motel that
1: might be neat Oh no, no it's a house oh my gosh <laughs> they're hotels <laughs> <laughs> they're
0: just not hotels people pay to live in then that way you know, they're but they're like a hotel yes
1: inside like South Fork what's that the house on oh. Dallas oh they had their room but it still looked like a like a oh. hotel hallway oh. oh. oh, okay. like, really it's not your room in your room and your room, and your room.
0: Yeah, okay yeah well there's a house near us that it's like it's like a modular house and so they've built it like in in modules so it's all connected together so it's this big long house but they're clearly all separate residences mm. as one house so they they can, you know, no one can get after them for having a multi-family dwelling on a place that's supposed to be single dwelling. Always.
1: Right. So you're not zoned for an apartment either. It's <laughs> <laughs> well, a that's gray awesome. area.
0: It's a gray area now. Well, it's become a very gray area now because <laughs> everything's at such a, you know, places deliver at such a demand that Yes. Uh,
1: if you can say that it is a place to live, that counts. Yeah, that's, that's all. good. Good enough for Thanks. us.
0: Good. Where are people going to park? Doesn't matter.
1: Archmark. Schmark! <laughs> Someone should be living in that car. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. We have room for vans. We've got rooms for vans to park here. Any motorhomes can park here. This is perfect. This is fine. It's all Even deep.
1: your little cul-de-sac here has a lot of cars on it.
0: Because we're all basement suites. Oh, basement suites or families that have grown up and the kids are still at home and have cars. Right. So you got two things. So, like, so we have rental houses around us here, or just and then it's or just places that they've kind of. Yeah, I don't think there's that many basement suites here. I think one house has a suite, maybe two. But I think the other ones are just, multi, you know, family with kids that are growing up and stuff like that. So they they have a car and and stuff. And then we have three cars. And there's only two of us at this house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Wow, affluence. <laughs> I don't. Know, it's not affluence. <laughs>
0: the one car is like the Volvo. Out there, uh, like Lisa's. I'm going to drive the Volvo. So we should insurance. I'm uh, sure. Sure. And I'm like, sure. You want to drive that car? Because that car is not a great car. <laughs> like it literally does not feel like you should be driving that car. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, the other day, <laughs> it like it has no, it has no, <laughs> like I imagine, like in an engine, there's some sort of like vacuum, like some sort of like sealed, it's like a sealed unit, <laughs> so it can like the pistons can go and like it's all working, and I feel like this this Volvo. It, the motor feels like the vacuum is gone. Like, there's some place that there's air leaking all over the place. <laughs> right. There's oil spewing out of it. There's air coming out of it. You go to accelerate, it doesn't know whether to drown or can't breathe. Like it's just like, it's just, I don't know. like, like when I the reason I stopped using it is because I would be on the freeway, and I would hit a hill, and I would go from uh, you know 100 to 80 right. on this hill. I'd just be patting up it and I'd have to move over, covered with dump trucks. <laughs> <laughs> just us, all the three of us is going up this hill.
1: <laughs> I think I that's
2: going bad.
0: Yeah, this can. is awful. And so finally, I'm just like, I need a new car. Like I, yeah, you know, i I was like, I'm putting it off because my plan was like to not buy a new car until like this whole pandemic thing was over and prices kind of normalized a little bit, et cetera. But it was just getting like so bad. Yeah. It was so so bad. And then so I, I said, oh, I'm taking this off the road. I'm gonna, you know, I got the Subaru. And then then Lisa's like, Well, I'm gonna drive that car. You're what? <laughs>
1: I've been waiting, finally, <laughs> biding my time to get that This car, that the
0: headliner is literally falling down. Like you know, the headliner is right, like the yes. t- top, of the, the ceiling of your car. It's like descending. It's just, fa- it's falling apart. Like it's, it, the glue is given away. It's like so old. It's, oh, it's just fr- ridiculous.
1: And how do you get rid of a car nowadays?
0: That's a good question, because yeah. uh, I cannot in good conscience sell that car right. to yeah. another human being. Now
1: yeah, some eager kid comes, yeah, yeah. Hey, this is my first car. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, this is my
0: first car. Oh, it's the perfect yeah, yeah, yeah. car for you. It doesn't go, <laughs> doesn't go faster than 30 kilometers an hour. You're not going to have any trouble with <laughs> car accidents in this car.
1: No, it doesn't stop, mind you. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the brakes are great. <laughs> You're going to wear out your shoes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the brakes are really good, because I, I repaired the brakes a little while ago. When I, before I took before it off the road, I redid the brakes which was a stupid waste of my time, but I didn't know. Why did you know? I didn't see it coming. You were working
1: on plumbing when I came over tonight.
0: <laughs> I was very, very badly. <laughs> very badly. But I was working on plumbing. I was trying to fix my... It's just uh, the... the. You know, it's, I have one of those... Dr- you know, it's just one of those things like the fancier you make something, the more difficult it is.
1: That's the George Dedrick story. <laughs> Why don't we have power windows in our car? There's one more thing to break. <laughs> Dad's perfect house would have been one door, no window, <laughs> no doors inside the house. <laughs> one more thing to break. One
2: more I mean, thing he's to go not home. wrong,
0: <laughs> he's not wrong. But once, once you've had a car that you can open up with a key fob, yeah, you could never go you back from go that. Back. No way, not when you have kids, too.
1: You have to roll down a window and use a handle thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Any, yeah. I mean. I still have to use a key to start my car, and I feel like oh my God. people are looking at me. <laughs>
0: apparently that's safer. Like, I have a push-button one, and apparently that's not good, because <laughs> it's easy for thieves to do something They can be thieves. But I'm like, well, if someone wants to steal your car, what's stopping them?
1: If they really want it, they'll probably will get it.
0: Yeah, like, whatever. Or
1: you're going to make it so difficult that you even you don't want to drive <laughs> <it>. <laughs>
0: That's right. Got <laughs> to so take the club off the string every time I get in under this stupid car. But um,
1: So you're fixing, is this the sink, the the upper downer at the back? Of yeah, the like the little the thing go up and down. Yeah, so your plug.
0: previously I had a drain that I did have, like, a little rubber stopper that I would drop inside, and that was, yeah, that was so good. when we were
1: children, we had a cork on a string, and that's all it was. <laughs> a chain, a cork basically, on a chain. right? That was yeah. what you did.
0: Oh, we didn't have a cork, but no, you like were the, pretty fancy. Yeah, a little rubber stopper, yeah. A a rubber stopper, yeah. What you
1: had. And so... And it was attached, so nobody could take it. Yeah. <laughs> like a pen at a bank.
0: And eventually the... the um, the the faucet started to to corrode so i thought well i'll replace the faucet and so when i replace the faucet it came it, it, they always come with a faucet and with the drain as part of the kit and so this one came with the yes with a little thing that you pull a tab up and down yep. and so I, I bought it but i bought one that was new and fancy <laughs> we got a whole new system for these no more of this rickety old piece of metal that you pull that goes up and down and raises the uh. the stopper no 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 we don't want that. This one has a little cable that when you pu- when you pu- pull the stopper up in the back, it turns a little plastic thing <laughs> that raises. Wow. Oh, it's great, except it doesn't work. Right, no. It works twice <laughs> when you first put it in. And every time after that, when you... F- you take it apart it works twice <laughs> never again never again you just have to f- manually with your finger push it down so you're like where am I ahead on this because now I have this thing that I have to manually push up and push down and then raise up with the stopper thing but it also gets hair in it it gets clogged up with hair and I don't even have that much hair right but it still gets clogged up with hair I'm not like the hairiest guy in the world
1: no you're the second hairiest guy <laughs> <laughs> thank you the hairiest guy thank in the world paint- is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you for painting a picture that's yes, totally week. inaccurate
1: <laughs> there's a distant second too yeah 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 but so still,
0: yeah second area's gotten it's just the thing like you've, you've added this level of complication that you didn't
1: need yes and you think about the guy that actually came up with the lever in the first place mm. all of those thousands of years ago yeah and everybody said that's perfect
0: archimedes or whoever
1: was. how can we use the lever in everything yeah and then finally some plumber guy said why don't we do this <laughs> why don't we
0: do it a, a cable that churns and raises a complicated plastic piece inside and
1: get rid of the lever system with the." Uh, Yeah, the ball thing with the stick on the end. Yeah, yeah, and the thing with the two clips.
0: Perfect description. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just. It's
1: funny though. Those things I replace all the time. And it's like, well they make the sink out of stainless steel, they make everything out of plastic, but the one thing that will break on this you make out of metal that rusts. (laughs) And I know why, so I'll buy another one. Yes. But you you charge me three times as much and I and I'll never have to do it. This cost me fifteen dollars. Doesn't help us. For fifty dollars I'll get the one that lasts forever. You've made the money.
0: (laughs) No, that doesn't work for
1: us. all sorry right. i'll make it out of cast iron <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this will be perfect it's too thick and i made it of cast iron how long will it last for oh, three years how would that be you're gonna use a lot of water with it
0: you tell us how long it'll last
1: it's in a sink mm. Mm. i didn't tell you to put it in a sink you got two sinks use the other one
0: <laughs> that's where we are and of course right now we're at, with my uh, eternal bathroom project it's uh we're we're at, we're at the you know bathroom. Uh,
1: that would have been a good band name, the, <laughs> Eternal, <laughs> Bath- the Eternal Bathroom. A <laughs> 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 <Well, laughs> strange bluegrass group, but I don't know why they call themselves the Eternal Bathroom Project.
0: They're great. They're great. All right, well we're at we're at two hours. I think maybe we should uh, move on to our listeners' qu- uh, responses to our listeners' questions.
1: Yes, let's do that, and then I'll return to my home. <laughs>
0: All right, so I'm just, um, just going to run and grab the uh, You
1: go run and grab that. I'm going to tell your listeners a story. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. A brief story. All right. You do that. Because I watched The Reluctant Dragon. <laughs> Again? Oh, All <wait>. right. <laughs> because. I'm kind of interested in this. <laughs> well, you'll have to listen in on the podcast <laughs> and see what I said. We'll see how fast Dave comes back, ladies and gentlemen. But I watched, we were talked last week about The Reluctant Dragon, and I disparaged Disney's The Reluctant Dragon. Mostly because of Robert Benchley in it, who I didn't think was uh, really that funny. And Dave was uh, astonished that I wouldn't find Robert Benchley that funny. And I realize now, watching this as I did yesterday, that if they were making it nowadays, they would have got, uh, I don't know, Mario Lopez or some uh, Disney star to pretend to walk around the studio, and then they would teach uh, him how they made animated movies. And so. I just think Robert Benchley, if he is as brilliant as Dave says he is, and witty and funny, is not used to his fullest in this thing. But having said that, it is a delightful full hour and a half to watch this. I can't recommend the Reluctant Dragon highly enough. It's got a goofy short in it for how to ride a horse it's got a storyboard segment in it for a uh, baby weems this little baby that's born and is able to talk right away and the publicity and and stuff that goes on around uh, him and how his parents can't get to see him and then he gets sick and he ends up uh, well i won't spoil the end but it's uh it's a wonderful a wonderful thing and so yeah really the weakest thing is robert benchley but <laughs> still against benchley and so I was hoping that you would have watched it in the past week as no, well. No, I meant
0: to. I meant to do that today, actually. But I ended up uh, I ended up having a long nap this afternoon when I came home from work. This
1: is perfect for a long nap. I was saying to everybody, though, it's it's really great. It's really an enjoyable thing. It is
0: really a good Oh enjoyable yeah. question. I'll make, sure, I'll make a point of watching it. For
1: and sure. here's the premise, just to set it up. Yeah. And then we'll move on to this thing here. Okay. I'm Robert Benchley, at the very beginning, is in his swimming pool. Yeah. Laying face down on a little raft. Okay. And he has a bow and arrow set. Okay. And his wife is reading The Reluctant Dragon. I see. And she says, Robert, you really should go talk to Walt Disney about this. And he's like, Walt Disney doesn't want to hear from me and he keep he says, I keep shooting arrows and hitting the same duck. <laughs> he laughs. And I thought, It's not you're not this isn't the Algonquin round table wit. Anyway she convinces him to go to the Disney studio. This is all in black and white. Yes. And so that's another treat is there's technicolor parts of the movie mm. and so I imagine that when you saw it in a theater back in 1941 I think it is wow, wow. you would have uh, probably crapped your pants <laughs>
0: <laughs> what an experience in the theater
1: <laughs> theaters were different back then <laughs> <They were. laughs> and so she tricks him into the studio and now he goes around and, and he's got a tour yeah and he goes into the sound department, and he goes in here, so there's mark."
0: Is this the music
1: playing? This is Clara Clark. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: not familiar with Clara Clarence Clark. Clarence
1: Nash is in it. Okay. Oh,
0: <laughs> oh so you see him being Clarence. You, like, yeah. you see Clarence Nash doing the, the voice. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So it's
1: really quite interesting, but oh. I told your listeners, if they had done it now it would have been mario lopez or some other disney star of now yeah, yeah. going to the studio and getting that fake tour and that's what i didn't like about it but i was completely wrong it's entirely enjoyable
0: the tour uh, is entirely enjoyable
1: well but the what the what how they do it how yeah. they show here's the multiplane camera yeah. and here's what it does and here's how we animate donald duck and then donald duck starts talking to him yeah. and then that's where it falls apart because robert benchley <laughs> is robert benchley you were really so against benchley i don't yeah. understand it and then he died like 3 years later did he yeah. benchley okay huh
0: well, Disney had him killed. Yeah, he's well. It didn't he was not a hap. He was not a healthy person. No, he was a drunk. He was, which is weird. Yeah,
1: it, cirrhosis of the liver is what. Yeah, he got, yeah right? Yeah. Fifty six.
0: He drank way too much. The thing is, what is weird about him was like when Dorothy Parker met him first, like when he came to town and was in young, he was like this. He didn't drink. Mm. He was a teetotaler. He was like a young man. He actually recorded in a little notebook all his expenses. You know, he's like he was very careful, very, and then. He ran. Nerd. He ran into the. He ran into like Dorothy <laughs> and he's this gang, and they, they got him drinking. They got him like into like they just his personality changed a little bit, and he became like a uh, yeah lush mm. and uh, affable, an lush. affable lush,
1: Lovable lush.
0: <laughs> and
1: uh, Foster Brooks. He, he never, Two weeks in a row. He never <laughs> looked back. <laughs> anyway, I want you to watch it. We'll he, talk about it next time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs>
2: okay.
0: For sure, I will. I'm sorry. I really did mean to watch it, but I'm I'm uh, too disorganized. And uh, that's just my... Did you watch
1: The Mandalorian yesterday?
0: I did not. I haven't watched any of The Mandalorian. I've, you know what? I liked the first season of The Mandalorian a lot. I did not like the second season very much. And so I have not been drawn to watch the third season.
1: I don't think you would have liked yesterday's episode. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Let's have some comments from our loyal listeners.
0: Yes. Even ones who aren't that loyal. <laughs> uh,
1: next week we want to have 18 comments.
0: hmm I don't know if you saw. I don't know if you saw the website. I had a little. I put a little video in there of uh, Joe Dante talking about a never made project that he. They had wrote a screenplay for and everything, uh, called Termite Terrace, which was like a, uh, a sort of you know docudrama of the, the Warner Brothers cartoonists working at at uh, working on cartoons. And I stuff. saw
1: it there, and I, for some reason I didn't click on it. I just oh, okay. kept going down to the comments.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hmm,
1: really. I will watch that.
0: Yeah, it's 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 okay. It would be more interesting if we got like a bit more juicy details of what exactly is in the script but it's probably things that are probably someone owns the script now and they can't really talk about it but uh yeah it's too bad and like he says it'll never be made so and he also learned a valuable lesson which is never make a uh never make write a spec script using someone else's characters
1: Mm. and never work with chuck jones
0: (laughs) (laughs) well he worked with chuck jones because i think he had chuck jones in um something that he did was it Gremlins? Gremlins, Gremlins 2. To Gremlins, Gremlins 2. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so here's question of the week. And uh, oh, so let me just say mm. that our question this week, because I forgot to do this last time, and Ian always does this, because he's a he's a model host. I hope you enjoyed the picture of the, the books. So I'm just going to pass that. Okay, uh, In so the question of the week was, in what position do you sleep at night? Mm-hmm. And are you a restless sleeper, or do you sleep the sleep of death? Or I go. sleep the sleep of death. Do you? When I go to bed at night, if I like I'm sleeping by myself, if I go to bed at night i i've already made the bed before i get out of it because i have not disturbed the sheets at all i just like slide out of bed tuck in my my corner and then i'm done right so yeah but uh lisa's more restless than i am she tends to kind of like to toss and turn a little bit and she she likes to pull the blankets up and she just
1: oh yeah that's what jennifer does she'd kick everything loose <laughs> I, I i keep one corner tucked in yeah, just for my yeah, little
0: yeah, security yeah, blanket yeah right? yeah yeah and the sub question was uh who's your favorite poet and quote us a few lines, if you uh, can.
1: So right, and I tried to get in uh, Shintoism and it just <laughs> failed miserably. I didn't know what that meant. People thought it was a joke. Uh, more Buddhist than Did, Shinto. Didn't yeah?
0: I didn't know that you're a huge fan of Shinto.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, I'm a Shinto. I'm a Shinto head. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. That's not whatever. Heard. I've heard it different ways, but uh.
1: yeah, no, there's a lot of typos in it, but
0: still, a Shinto head. <laughs> so anyway, here's the. Uh, our, Lisa. Lisa, host of uh, Horse Mysteries, soon uh, to return, everyone.
1: She answers, I typically start to sleep on my right side, and once I'm asleep, I flip over to my left side. However, I hurt my leg recently, and now I have to sleep on my back, which I have learned is absolute torture. <laughs> All caps. LOL. Lowercase. <laughs> and uh, and then she says, I have many poets I love, but when I start my poetry unit at school each semester, I always start with this one by Robert Frost. The span of life. Mm. The old dog barks backward without getting up, I can remember when he was a pup.
0: It's very evocative.
1: Uh, yeah. I didn't. I don't. I don't get it.
0: <laughs> you don't get it.
1: The old dog barks backward without getting up.
0: Yeah. So when he was younger, the dog would have hopped up and been barking at the door or barking at the window or whatever. But he can't can't get up anymore. And his bark is old. He has an old bark. He's not a young bark. So it sounds like he's barking backwards rather than. Hmm. It's a good. I think it's very evocative.
1: I bet it is. I'm not a poetry guy, obviously. Or I'm, a dog owner. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> uh, next up is louise louise thanks to jason oh my gosh that's i think that's me for <laughs> stepping in for ian and uh, for the frozen salmon wellington dip. <laughs> yeah oh, oh one month left less than a month yeah city packers as i can i can vouch for it it's tasty but you got to buy 16 of them and it's going to cost you 90 dollars. <laughs> and you're going to have to drive out there and a guy in a hazmat suit is going to bring it out to your car and then you're going to have to store it but <laughs> do it because Then you don't have to make salmon wellington. Yeah. Yep, intercity packers.
0: What is salmon wellington? I don't don't know what it is. I think
1: anything that's been wellingtoned. Is that like a pastry? Yes, the pastry with the mustard and then the the dew. I've
0: never had had beef wellington. Oh, maybe I have had beef wellington.
1: And it's usually a medium-rare filet, and then there's like a mushroom pate wrapped around it Mm. with mustard, and then it's all in a puff pastry. I see. It's quite tasty. Yeah. A lot of work. (laughs) On Dave's recommendation, I watch Strange World. It felt good going down, like a nice bowl of granola. (laughs) I figured out what was going on fairly early, since some sequences looked a lot like ones from a certain 60s sci-fi movie.
0: I know it's one you mean.
1: I love the line when Dennis Quaid's grandfather character found out they were playing a cooperative board game. No bad guy? That's just poor storytelling. (laughs) With its environmental theme, its diverse characters, and its dog with a non-traditional number of legs, this movie won't be popular with some parents. Mm. but maybe their kids will watch it while mom and dad are off at a school board meeting trying to ban the use of preferred pronouns. <laughs> good point. Good call. Well done. Uh, for your information, the movie is from Disney Animation Studios, oh, not Pixar. I thought, I thought it was Pixar. Uh, so it comes after Raya and the Last Dragon Which and I liked Kanto. a lot.
0: I haven't seen Encanto. You
1: haven't seen Encanto? I
0: haven't seen Encanto, but I really liked Raya and the Last Dragon. I thought that was very good.
1: Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I liked it. I cried a bit. Did you? Mm-hmm. You stub your toe or something? <laughs> no, I'm just
0: movies make me cry. <laughs> if,
1: Might be onions.
0: There's certain themes in movies that uh, get me.
1: Mm, dragons. Aquafina <laughs> makes me cry. Yes, yeah, all
0: those things, but also <laughs> not like family and things like that. Yeah. Like oh well,
1: Encanto will make you cry too. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh I saw Encanto and uh, and I was drinking. Okay. Which isn't what you should do.
0: It seems seems the opposite of what a Disney film requires. Yeah,
1: and then I drank too much. Okay, <laughs> the little side story. <laughs> it's longer film than you expected. You yeah, I had to watch it again. Yeah,
0: you didn't <laughs> didn't pace yourself. No. Oh. Uh,
1: so she says, uh, yeah, uh, both worth checking out. Last Drag Ryan the Last Dragon, and Encanto. Mm. I don't know that I agree that Pixar is slipping. She says, oh yeah, you went off on a thing there, and I agreed with you, and now like I'm in trouble with Louise. <laughs>
0: Louise is mad at at you.
1: (laughs) Their early movies all had lead characters voiced by adult white male comic actors, (laughs) even if they were toys, ants, rats, fish, monsters, or cars. There's nothing wrong with that, but I'm glad their more recent films like Luca, Soul, and Turning Red have other points of view. Mm. Lightyear didn't quite live up to my expectations. Uh, Yeah, uh, I keep forgetting about Lightyear that it even happened.
0: (laughs) sudden theater I thought it was fine.
1: Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. Uh, she says, I liked the plot and it would have been fine as a standalone movie, but it didn't seem like a fictional movie that would have spawned the Buzz Lightyear merch we see in the Toy Story world. And I agree with that.
0: No, I thought the the animated Buzz Lightyear film that came out around the around the Toy Story era. Was more true to like that that sort of Buzz Lightyear.
1: Yeah, I just it didn't. I, it's that's because they they kept saying that it was this is this is the movie that inspired the toy. Yeah, and I said, well then the toy wouldn't look like that
0: toy. No, it wouldn't. toy. It it's, looked like it's a not G. a movie Joe for kind of kids. Of it's toy. not a movie for kids either. Yeah. It's a movie for adults.
1: Her favorite poem is "The Tiger," spelled T Y G E R.
0: Ah, uh, William Blake.
1: By William Blake, there you spelled B L Y K E. As a kid, William I liked Boat? the rhythm, also with a Y, mm. of the meter and the weird imagery of someone creating an animal as though he were a blacksmith working in a forge. Yes. I don't know this poem either.
0: Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forest of the night. What, uh, what immortal hand or eye could frame thy fearful symmetry? Mm. Or symmetry, I guess.
1: <laughs> also with a Y. Yes. But then I learned about the allegorical aspects of it and appreciated the philosophical musings in the poem. Did he smile his work to see? Did he who made the lamb make thee?
0: It was through William Blake that I discovered one of my favorite authors, G.K. Chesterton. Because I was looking through, uh, I was at EBC at the time, and I was, I was looking for a, bu- a book to read in the bus home. And so I went to the Blake section, and I was going like, to get a book of Blake poems or whatever to read in the bus home. And then I found this book by G.K. Chesterton, someone I'd never heard of before, which was about, uh, it was a, like a, um, a small, very small book, a sort of an essay on his art I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. That's not something that you really hear about or think about that much with Blake, is the fact that yes, he was a poet, but he also was a, a printmaker as well. He did like these fabulous prints of of, of some of his imagery and stuff like the the, the kind of uh, apocalyptic imagery that he liked to put into his poetry. And so uh, i got this book out, and then I read this book by Chesterton. Not only did he like critique his his art, but he also critiqued his poetry in this brilliant way that I never like read before or thought of. You know, and this was such a revelation revel- revelation to me. But I just became like a huge Chesterton fan and started reading all those books. Wow.
1: I, got, I had the same thing with Robert Blake. Oh, really? Yeah. turned me on to uh, Nancy <laughs> Drew. <laughs> 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 it's a funny old world. Edward Dragansky. Yeah. Not that funny. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> Ian, I hope you're feeling better this week. Rest up and hopefully you'll be back to where you left off. We miss hearing you this past week. Jason, if you're reading this, I am. <laughs> to you. <laughs> you're such a great fit as a sneaky dragon podcast host. I'd love to hear more of you than just once or twice a year. Ooh, careful what you wish for, my friend. <laughs> the Dedrick family stories were terrific. I can relate since I have the same relationships with my cousins. That's cool. That's great. I sleep on my right hands, side.
0: Hands hands off.
2: <laughs>
1: respectful you, distance. You, you don't recognize half of them. <laughs> <laughs> you think that most of them are called Darcy? I don't know. <laughs> I sleep on my right side, facing off the bed, with my arms tucked in like a baby pterodactyl wings. As it gets warmer, I have to stick my feet out of the covers to keep them cool, but eventually pull them in at some point. Yeah. If I hit snooze on my phone alarm, I return to bed sleeping on my back until it's time to get up, after two or three snooze alarms. Hmm. If I was able to, I'd love to sleep hanging upside down like a giant bat, much the way Michael Keaton did in 1989's Batman. <laughs> I bet that straightens out your bat spine quite nicely.
0: I don't know. It stretches out.
1: I've never been much of a poetry reader. He probably had the Robert Blake thing that I did. Yes. More of a dirty limerick connoisseur <laughs> if I had to nail down something in that area of literature. <laughs> I remember my dad sharing some of the Man from Nantucket classics with me for the first time along with some dirty nursery rhymes. He had Andrew Dice Clay beat by years. Now we have the internet, so there's no end to what we can read now. David, he's talking now to you. Huh. If you're reading this. No, <laughs> David, I'm Mid- listening. Midnight Run is one of my favorite comedies of all time.
2: Mm, my movie. brother
1: and I still know all the lines from the film. We watched it so many times. <laughs> the chemistry between De Niro and Grodin was so perfect, as were all the supporting cast like Dennis Farina, Philip Baker Hall, Joe Pantoliano, John Ashton, and Yafet Koto. I really wished Martin Brest had done a sequel while well, he had the chance. It might have been titled "Midnight Run in the Next Life." <laughs> De Niro and Grodin mention a few times they're. Oh, sorry. De Niro and Groden mention a few times they're destined to be friends in the next life as they warm up to one another through their ultimate shift happens. Though through no. Oh, oh my God! I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> huh. oh, I'm gonna try the sentence one more time. Okay. I think I'm trying to put too much feeling into it, not just reading the facts. Yeah. De Niro and Groden mention a few times they're destined to be friends in the next life as they warm up to one another through their ultimate shit-happens trip from Chicago to Las Vegas. Mm. Sneakers worldwide, have a wonderful weekend and an even better week to follow.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Ed.
1: And then Ed noticed the picture of the terrifying stack <laughs> of books here to my left. <laughs> and he writes, David, that mountain of books makes me uneasy as I <laughs> notice the essential Fantastic Four that I also own. Mm, nice. So it's a relief that I don't have to pull it out from the middle of that stack. If you need some recommendations on bookshelves, I might have a few oh, Dot, nice. dot dot
0: I have a few of those essential Fantastic Four. that's number four that's there.
1: That's the most fantastic of the four Well
0: I you know what? Because I find that um, and I find that when you uh, the first few issues aren't that great. It actually it gets better like when you get farther along in, in these in these series mm. they're, they're, they're more interesting, particularly with Fantastic Four. It gets really good. When it starts getting more fantastic,
1: <laughs> and, uh, and even it, more foursome.
0: Yeah, when there's a lot of, you know, the Neymar stuff's okay, and but uh, in the first, in the first part of it, but later on when they're like having big space adventures and stuff like that, and Kirby's incorporating mont, the collages into his artwork and things. That's that's really cool and fun. So That's kind of my. That's what I kind of like. And I always feel like where they make mistakes with the Fantastic Four films is they, they keep uh, setting them in like very mundane like you know they're in the baxter building it's they're on earth and stuff like that when really the really fantastic stuff is way out there and really crazy and that's where they should be right. that's where they so should be fantastic
1: four. they're doing their taxes <laughs> i <This> didn't <is laughs> <strange.
0: laughs> see that like you know, sue's giving johnny a haircut and things She was like oh this is great i love this domestic scenes with this fa- <laughs> the the four. fantastic four <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's boring it's boring all right, everyone. Well, we have to have more questions. You know what I didn't do is I didn't prepare to have a question this week. So I'm looking at my uh, book that I, I looked for for many, many years. Oh, my gosh. I was so happy to find this book. I finally found it at Valley Village a little while ago, The Lathe of Heaven by Ursula K. Le Guin. Not only is it the book I've been looking for, but what a I cover?
2: Mm-hmm. Isn't
0: that great? Uh, what's your favorite science fiction book? Do you have a favorite science fiction book?
2: You,
1: Yeah, Jason. I know. You're looking at me. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I don't know what it is. Okay. When I was a, ki- a kid, I mm-hmm. should have a, I should have one, but I, I didn't read a lot of science fiction, or if I did read science fiction, it was little kid science fiction, and yeah. I don't think I can, uh, I don't. There's even still
0: some great little kid. Type. One of my favorites is, uh, I think it's called the White Mountains. It's a trilogy of stories, and it's about a group of like three boys. This is boys. I know this is back in the days when boys were the centers of stories. Uh, three boys um, who. Uh, because they live in a culture where you're f- you're free you're free as a child and then you reach a point where you're reaching adulthood and then you have to have this metal cap put on your head oh, okay. and it puts you <laughs> under the control of these aliens who are really controlling the earth right and so these boys uh reject this and they escape before the before the uh ceremony and they sort of meet up with each other and uh it's about their eventual uh battle against these this is a that's an even weirder book that's a that lathe of heaven is about a a man who when he dreams something it becomes reality (laughs)
1: like my (laughs) lathe yeah
0: and uh so he becomes under the he falls into the clutches of this uh psychologist or a dream counselor a dream psychologist who uses him to like well he just uses him so i'm where i'm in the book this guy is like suddenly he's not just like you know, some guy who has like a small office in a little building in the middle of no, you know, part of the some remote, part, you know, unknown part of the city. Now he's like the head of the dream counselor, you know, headquarters, and he's got a big giant building and stuff like that. And it's all because you know he can kind of coax this guy to dream what he wants. Right. And, uh yeah. yeah. And so no one remembers, but no one remembers the change. Only the guy who's dreamed them right. knows that these changes have occurred.
1: Right. Right. Oh. Uh, I'll come up with one that I'll mention. Because I have enjoyed some. It was one where a guy went to the moon.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> have Rocket Will Travel? The Robert Did Heinlein? Remember
1: book? that moon one?
0: Yeah. There's the The Moon's a Harsh Mistress, the Robert the Robert Heinlein book. That's a very good book.
1: This was one where guys go to the moon and they get trapped underneath the surface and there's a whole moon society there. Mm. And these I... people fight wars on the moon, but they don't do it with battle because a battle is such a waste. Yeah. And so the 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 two factions present their case and then scientists do these calculations and they come up based on what your armaments are, what your capabilities are, what your <laughs> willingness to fight is okay. as opposed to the other ones. And then hmm. they calculate it and they say this side won, there was eight thousand casualties on your side, there was fourteen thousand casualties on the other side. Yeah. And then they kill all of those people <laughs> <laughs> on a big ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. And our hero that's here uh, yeah. has befriended the scientist yeah. who was somehow involved with pitching this particular war. Yeah. And so they get killed too. Huh. And so I think he tries to save them or something. There's the, there's the big chase out of this blood-drenched yeah. horrific thing. Yeah. It's a kind of a nice story in a science fiction way up until this grisly thing. <laughs> but of course, it makes sense, right? If, yeah. you, if this is what war is, you're going to kill yeah. 8,000 people and you're going to kill 14,000 people and this is what the result's going to be. You're going to m- shift the border yeah, 10 yeah. feet or whatever it is. And our guys get away somehow, but do they get away? I think that was what the twist was, was that their memory was erased or they didn't believe that this happened and mm. the moon was a dead a dead thing. But uh but hmm. underneath it? Clinical warfare <laughs> is going on.
0: Yeah, I don't know, it doesn't ring a bell. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. This yeah, there's a book I read when I as a kid and I can vividly remember the picture on the cover and I, I loved reading it, but somehow the book got given away when I was when I was younger. Yeah. Oh. And uh, I've always wanted to find that book, but I don't know what it's called. I only remember the image on the cover. It was a British book, so that makes it even more difficult to find, because, you know, a Methuen book or whatever, where am I going to find that around here?
1: Right, and have you ever just Googled it some night and just scrolled through covers like uh, tried no, to like give it a, a rough guess? Yeah,
0: and, and no, I thought about the the that cover. one time, but yeah. I put in, like, the the title of it that I thought it was or whatever, because it's kind of like a machine is, like, stuck hanging from, like, a, like a tower, like a castle tower, it looks like, but... That's all I remember of it now. This is weird. It's a very vague memory now of a book I read when I was in elementary school.
1: Well, that's my question for the week, Then, What book is Dave <laughs> thinking <out> of? <laughs> Write in and you'll win a six-pack of Coke.
0: Okay. We can just have one question this week. That's what, that's fine. Oh,
1: well, that's my question. Now. Oh, is it really? What book is <laughs> it? Yeah, if you can
0: think of the book, I mean, you know, that'd be great. Somebody might
1: be able to research sure, for you. Sure, Based on a thing hanging from a thing. <laughs> and it's a Methuen book from the late 60s. I don't know if it, it was
0: Methuen, but uh, yeah. I was it at my grandma, by Grandma Dedrick. Oh, yeah. Back in the days when she gave us gifts. They probably were your mom or dad who gave you the book, but she paid for
1: it. DuckTales! Did you get DuckTales? I did once. Okay. I was embarrassed. I don't need DuckTales. Oh, really? You don't need DuckTales? Don Rosa would have a fit if I (laughs) gave (laughs) Such a Rosa head. (laughs) All right. All right, man.
0: Well, thanks for doing this again. Thank you. I appreciate it.
1: I love you all.
0: He really means it. He's I do. doing a heart song. I'm not song a like good friend, but
1: I do. I love you all. <laughs>
0: he won't call you,
1: but he does love you. you. will not hear from me <laughs> until I'm invited back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, everyone. Take care, and we'll see you soon. Hopefully, Ian will be back next week. If not, Jason says no.
1: Get ready for me! <laughs> Uncle Crazy's back and down! <laughs> So, you know, if you need any help next week, mm-hmm. you know, ask around. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone but me. <laughs>